What's up? Wrestling fans! Ah! It's time once again for them boys from 607 Podcast to drop that wrestling knowledge on your ass. It's time for this week's episode of 607 TWS live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. And of course, in podcast form, anywhere you get great podcasts by searching 607 TWS. As always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am one of your hosts here on twitch.tv slash 67 podcast. I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. My name is Rich. Joining me as he does each and every week, my my friend, my compadre, the other host here on 607 podcast on Twitch. And you know him best as the host of the Ocho Juro Parlay Hour podcast, better known as the ODPH, talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is good? What is going on? Let's talk some pro wrestling, shall we? Yes, yes, that's what we're here to do, is talk some pro grappling. Woo, and it's a big week. It is. It's a big week. Super Bowl will end up uh, at the end of this week. Mm-hmm. I know you'll be talking all about that tomorrow. On the ODPH podcast for you to turn sports edition. Actually, we recorded right before it came down here tonight, Ooh, so it's out right now. I didn't even check. I should have checked. Well, that means I got something to listen to tomorrow at work, don't I? You're messing up my schedule, though, because I usually listen on Wednesdays at work. Yeah, we had a scheduling conflict, ah, so well, we had okay. to do it tonight. That's fine. So. That's fine. I understand those. Yes. Uh, we also uh, were slightly late tonight. Not, not, not a lot. I mean, we still started the stream on time mm. uh, because the, the Three Fat Nerds podcast ran a little over. Yeah. And when I do it right before this, and then I have to get the camera set up and all that happy jazz. But we're here. That's the important part. And uh, this is a nice. It was the 200th episode of 3FN. 200. Congratulations, 200th man. Episode. Yes, thank you. And we're two months away from the four-year anniversary. Oh, wow. So doing big things. I let the patrons know already what the plan is for the big four-year anniversary. Can't wait to hear it. And it'll involve twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. So that's why, even if you're listening to it in podcast form, you might want to make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. It's completely free. Can't completely beat that. free. Can't beat that. And also, if you've ever thought about yelling at us about our opinions and you want to let us know your opinion, and as long as you do it in a civil manner, we will always conversate with you. You can join the chat here. That's a great way. But if you just prefer in podcast form, you know, it's climbing up them ladder. 607TWS. Mm-hmm. Killing every week. I kind of find uh, it's, it's weird. It's weird to me how quickly. Anyways, with that being said, <laughs> maybe it's because we talk about happy time stuff. Well, it's not always happy time, but since we've been talking about our interests and the love of wrestling and fandom, I think a lot of people have found that, uh, uh, you know, refreshing. We don't believe in the toxicity here, so. Although we got something for the, some in the main event. We'll talk yeah. about that later. But, but before then. And before we begin the show, which we have a big show, opening con- opening bout of this show is going to be reviewing the GCW shows this past week. Plus, uh, there's some news in the GCW camp about some upcoming shows and then some huge news just breaking tonight about a possible signing Yeah, GCW. Signing. We'll have more on that as uh, the time come up, but we'll tell you what's going on there. Of course, during the mid-card... We're going to talk about our good friends over at Excite Wrestling who had a great show this past weekend. Also, we're going to talk about Day 91 for Beyond Wrestling, another mm-hmm. great card going down this past weekend. And then we have some AEW news, some World Wrestling Entertainment news, and I do believe some Ring of Honor news because yes, we hit the newswire after we got off the air last week. 
And then last but certainly not least, in the main event, we got one of our uh, classic editorial pieces. So I can't wait to talk about that. And uh, in between, we got some other fun segments coming up. I got a I got garbage take segment. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Garbage take segment of the week. All right. With that being said, though, before we jump into all that and get the show really started, Kedem, tell you, tell the people how to find yourself in the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on social media accounts. Check out Parlay Points. New blogs dropping this week. The directory where you can listen to the show on your favorite podcast platform and so much more. odphpodcast.com. All right. And of course, if you're looking to hit us up, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Found anywhere you get great podcasts. All the information's at 8122productions.com. And that's got our T Public store, the link to the Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content. Uh, so the Twitch link is there, Bands link is there, the ODPH link is there, vice versa. Uh, I'm trying to think of everything. All, all of the uh, places you can find us, all the mm. great, pretty much any podcast provider out there to find a Three Fat Nerds podcast. All the information for 607TWS is also up at 8122productions.com and more. I think that's the biggest takeaway to, to learn that one. So, I mean, I think I got everything covered. Easy, I, I think peasy, so. lemon, squeezy, but we got a big show. So, let's waste no more time, Kem. Shall we jump right into it? Because it's time! And the pad, and the pad did not want to work. But there it is. There's the bell. It's the mm-hmm. opening contest. And this past weekend, GCW Wrestling had its first weekend back after the historic Hammerstein show, the world on GCW that went down a couple weeks ago. And uh, they have a big month of February because they have next weekend off, which is Super Bowl weekend. But the week after that, they will be back in Atlantic City, New Jersey for a weekend. And then the following weekend, they will be in Los Angeles, California mm-hmm. for a weekend. So lots of big news. And there's also other big news that we're going to share with you. But first, let's talk about the cards that went down this past weekend, shall we? Absolutely. First of all, on Friday night, from Houston, Texas, at the Houston Premier Arena, a.k.a. the Loco Arena, mm-hmm. we had GCW Fight Club 2, GCW versus Loco 2, if you will. Ready to talk about this card? Hell yeah. We opened up with a four-way contest where Jordan Oliver defeated Chris Carter, Grim Reefer, and Lowrider in 6 minutes and 42 seconds. By the way, this was Grim Reefer's The East Coast Legends' first Texas date ever. Great showing. I know you think a shorter match. This was an exciting one, but the uh, the East Coast Ace comes out with a victory in Jordan Oliver. How'd you feel about this opening contest? Perfect way to open the show. Awesome to see Grim make his appearance there. And what can you say about Jordan Oliver, man? This might be the year he really breaks out. I'm hoping so. He's definitely one of wrestling's biggest secrets and youngest talents. Facts. Next up, uh, the card, the deck of the card got shuffled here because there was a lot of travel issues because for most of you, if you didn't know, there was a good portion of our country that had an ice storm, winter storm, and it, it wreaked havoc. So there's a lot of on um, the Friday show and even on the Saturday show, we reshuffled the deck in Game Changer Wrestling to give you the best show possible. And originally, Mysterious Q was to be challenging AJ Gray for the GCW Extreme Championship. Mm-hmm. Instead, though, because AJ Gray could not make the show on Friday night, Allie Catch stepped in and had a match with Mysterious Q. This match got 13 minutes and 51 seconds. Allie Catch with the big victory. And man, this is one of my favorite matches of the night and of the weekend. Allie Catch is the real deal. If you want to see a top-tier women's wrestler, Allie Catch is that. And by the way, Mysterious Q, I don't watch him a lot. I have seen him on some indie shows. He's on every one of these local GCW shows. I'd like to see him more. Also very talented. Great match. Allie Catch. 
definitely showed up for this one. Not that she never does, because she's one of the best wrestlers on the planet today, bar none. But this is a fantastic match all around. Agreed. Next up, we had Ninja Kamikaze Mac taking on the youngster himself, Nick Wayne. This match got six minutes and 51 seconds. Ninja Mac gets the victory, but holy shit, these guys were flying all over the place. Don't blink. <laughs> Just don't blink, but fucking Ninja Mac all day. I agree. Next up, we had a championship match for the Loco Championship. Your champion, Dante Leone, defending against Big Sam Stackhouse. Ken M, this match got 13 minutes and 27 seconds at the end of the day. And new Loco Heavyweight Champion, Sam Stackhouse. Dude, Sam Stackhouse, Big Sam Stackhouse in his Bam Bam Bigelow mm-hmm. inspired attire. Doing moonsaults, a 400-plus pound man doing middle rope moonsaults, amongst other things. Man, him and Dante Leone tore the house down. What another one of my favorite matches of the weekend. New champion, and deservedly so, in Sam Stackhouse. How do you feel about this one? Absolutely insane match. These two tore up that whole building left and right. Some of the wildest moves you're going to see all weekend, and cool for sam i was super happy to see him win as as was i i'm I'm very excited to see big sam stackhouse take it and like i said if you haven't seen sam stackhouse check him out worthwhile definitely also dante leone no no qualms in the loss because dante leone is one of the top wrestlers in the world today Mm -hmm. next up we had locos gino medina very impressive young man but he had to take the challenge of one atticus coger this match got four minutes and 45 seconds, and it was basically Atticus beating the shit out of <laughs> uh, out of young Medina. However, Atticus wins the match. At one point in juncture, Ken M, Atticus doesn't just give him the, you know, the old uh, skewers, skewers to the head. He is literally stabbing him all over with those skewers. How'd you feel about this one? We have a new Atticus unleashed on GCW, and I don't know if everybody else is ready to see him. This was brutal to watch, but damn. Atticus is the man. Next up, we had another fill-in match because the bounty hunter, Brian Key, super impressive, by the way, Mm -hmm. was supposed to take on our favorite asshole here at 617 TWS, Tony Deppin. But instead, he was replaced by Daddy, Effie, in Variant 27, as he's now known. (laughs) Eight minutes and 16 seconds. Very impressive. This was definitely a new, more aggressive Effie New haircut. He had the little uh, Padawan braid yep. with a shorter haircut. And it looked like Daddy ain't playing anymore. Daddy gets the victory. What are you thinking about the new variant of Effie? Wild match. And you, you hit it nail right on the head. He was showing an aggressive side. Like we talk about like Blake Christian has a new side to him. Atticus Kogar has turned it up to 10. You now you are now seeing some of the GCW regulars really step the game up after coming out worlds on GCW, and this was no shocker to me. But man, this was a probably my favorite match of the weekend. It's one of mine. I think the next match though is my actual my probably my second favorite match of the weekend. I'm gonna get to that, and we'll get to the second night in just a minute. But the next match was the Lucha Four Way. Oh shit! ASF Gringo Loco. Blake Allhart, Blake Christian, a.k.a. the best in the world. Mm -hmm. And last but certainly not least, making his GCW debut, Mascara Dorada, formerly known as Grand Matalik. The king of the ropes was definitely the king of the ropes 
that night. Great to see him in the ring. This match got 7 minutes and 43 seconds. Once again, do not be fooled because when it's a Lucha match, 7 minutes and 43 seconds feels like an eternity Mm -hmm. and not in a bad way because these guys got more moves in in 7 minutes and 43 seconds than I think humanly possible. Yeah. No, no, you hit it right on the head. They were flying around the ring so much you have to do an immediate rewatch just to embrace everything that was going on because these four absolutely killed this. At the end of the day, all heart, Blake Christian wins the match. And at the end of the night, at the end of the match, we got some money thrown in the ring. Mm-hmm. It was a very good moment. All four raising those hands. I loved it. Like, great spots in this match. Yes. They did the chicken spot again. The Ch- double shoulder spot, I should say. Yeah, the double shoulder to the poison rata. Ooh, poison rata off of a double shoulder. It's, it's, it's insane. Yes. It's insane the shit that these guys are doing. Well, that brought us to the, the intermission to set up a steel cage. Yeah. Like, let's, let's just throw it out there. A lot of things changed. Mm-hmm. So the main event, nobody knew what it was going to be because a lot of things changed. But it definitely wasn't scheduled to be a steel cage match. No, it was scheduled to be a death match between Matt Tremont and and and, and Sadika mm-hmm. or Sadika. Sorry, I let's say her name right. But Matt Tremont couldn't make it because of weather. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting a cage, but inside this cage we're getting the instruments of death. And then after the intermission, we get Sadika to the ring. And then the familiar music for all of us GCW fans hit because it was because Seneca was now going to fuck with a different kind of boy. It was Jimmy fucking Lloyd. And that's the best way to put it when he's in deathmatch mode. Yes. But but Chris Carter, who we saw earlier in the night, said, no, 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 no. I'm getting on this main event. Climbed the cage to get and came in the ring. Said, I'm in this match now. So then they added him to the match. And just when you thought that was it. Another familiar music hits, and it's that of Atticus Coger, who proceeds to run down everybody in the ring. Yes. And then says, I'm going to enter this match since everybody gets to enter themselves because nobody has any control in this fucking company. And I'm going to enter this match. And you know what? If I lose, I'll pack my shit up and go back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no loss there because 10 minutes and 26 seconds, Atticus Coger with the win. Yeah. In a sadistic fashion. Woo! I thought he killed young uh, Chris Carter at one point in juncture. Yeah, he was not pulling any punches. Not that he ever does, but my God, this was like a statement match. Uh, he's letting everybody know that Atticus Kogar is here and he ain't to be fucked with. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Leading the charge of the GCW originals, which we'd hear mirrored later. We're going to talk about a little GCW news after the two events. So there. So overall, night one in Houston, how were you How were you feeling about this card? I thought it was another banger of a card. I thought they got right back on the horse and did what GCW does well, and that is put on another great show. This really felt like a GCW show in comparison to World on GCW. Like, this was back to basics. You knew what you were getting when you signed up. Great action from bell to bell. You couldn't plan it out any better. Thought it was a very solid, solid card, though. Well, next night they were in Dallas, Texas for If I Die First. Mm. And that was from the Athletic Zone in, well, actually, sorry, Athletic Zone. Zone is like a dome, hmm, but it's a zone. Uh, by the way, freeze it as cold. And the first night in Houston, they said indoors it was like 30 degrees because there's no heater. And the next night it was not much better. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see people's breath on night one. <laughs> yeah. A little freaky. Well, night two opens up with a tag team competition. A team we see a lot, the loco tag team of Dante Leone and Ninja Mac taking on the Young Gunners. Big breakfast. These Coast State Jordan Oliver and, of course, Young Nick Wayne. 
Nine minutes, 18 seconds. And these two teams pulled out all the stops. At the end of the day, Dante Leone and Ninja Mac get the victory. How are you feeling about it? Amazing opener. The shooting star pressed to the cutter. Ooh. I mean, just the stuff they were pulling on this match. I mean, you talk about the future of the business. It's right here. They absolutely tore the house down, and they kicked off the show the right way. Absolutely. Next up, we got John Wayne Murdoch to the ring. And he originally had an open challenge. That challenge was answered by Matthew Justice. And then Matthew Justice couldn't make it to the show. So uh, he basically says, well, you know, I originally challenged Alex Colon, but he's a bitch and said he was traveling overseas. My wor- His words, not mine. Mm-hmm. He said, but that got canceled. So he could have came here to Dallas and fought me like a man, but obviously he don't want to do that. Mind you, he's wearing a brand new uh, shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it before. Alex Cologne has the bridesmaid shirt with him on his knees bleeding with his luggage from the GCW show in Atlantic City. And uh, meanwhile, John Wayne Murdoch has a similar shirt with in between the letters. They have Alex Cologne all bloody with the belt, the GCW ultraviolet title. And it says paper champ. Yeah. It's heating up again, folks. But anyways, he said, I challenge, he's like, I don't, he's like, I know I'm from Texas. I love Texas, but ain't nobody in Texas man enough to fight me. I know nobody in that locker room's man enough to fight me. But if there is somebody, come on out. And that brings out ASF. Go figure, by the way. Didn't see this one coming. And then Murdoch asked him who the hell he was. And then he cuts, and ASF cuts the best promo I've heard from him, including telling him, of course, his name is Antonio San Francisco. And he's here to beat his ass. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately for ASF, this match does get 753. He gets some fast-paced offense in, and then he just takes an ass-whooping for about five minutes from the Duke of Hardcore, who's putting them through chairs, tables, well, doors. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my. And at the end of the day, John Wayne Murdoch gets the win. I thought this was a fun little match. Really big ups to ASF. Stepping outside of his comfort zone in there with the Duke of Hardcore. Yeah, this definitely threw me off because I've never seen him give the inclination he wanted to go to do a death match, but here we are. And who better to dance with than the Duke? And I love the impression you do of him. John Wayne Murdoch. Well, with that being said, AJ Gray made it this night and he was defending the GCW extreme championship against other G- SGC member, Allie catch also native of Dallas, Texas. Mm hmm. Ali Catch, uh, of course, 10 minutes and 44 seconds. Winner and still GCW Extreme Champion, AJ Gray. But Ali Catch ain't nothing to fuck with. Absolutely not. She definitely brought the fight here, but AJ Gray just was a little too much for this match. But I wouldn't mind seeing this kid ran back. These two definitely had a fun match. Well, this next match was supposed to feature Tony Deppen. Mm-hmm. Tony Deppen, of course, couldn't make it, not because of weather. Uh, we want to send a congratulations yes, out absolutely. to our favorite asshole, Tony Deppen, as him and his wife uh, welcomed their second child into this world. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Tony Deppen and his wonderful, beautiful wife on, on having a baby. So that's why he wasn't there, but he was live tweeting all weekend. Uh, he was supposed to take on Speedball, Mike Bailey. Mm-hmm. But... We had to have somebody step up. And last night, we saw him in a death match. And this is why he's hybrid. Jimmy Lloyd steps in. Stinky boy Lloyd. And boy, I'll tell you what. This is a match on paper I didn't know that I would love. Mm -hmm. Seven minutes and 16 seconds. Mike Bailey gets the win. But man, Jimmy Lloyd showed the world why, if you were sleeping on him, he can go. And he kept up with speedball Mike Bailey, which is great to the point that Mike Bailey wants to run it back. 
in the future in GCW. Yeah, this was absolutely wild to think that this match was going on, and yet Jimmy Lloyd stepped up to the challenge. And like Rich touched upon, I think a lot of people just associated with death matches and didn't really think he could go with this one. This was probably the biggest surprise of the weekend. Well, Jimmy Lloyd is a great wrestler. We, mm. I've seen him wrestle before, and he does a good job. He does that hybrid where he does sometimes death matches. He's not a full-time death match wrestler. Mm. He will do death matches, but he is also a good wrestler. And he got to showcase that against Mike Bailey, and I'm glad that that was allowed. You know, the one of the nice parts about, you know, when a guy pulls out is you have an opportunity, and I think Jimmy Lloyd sees that opportunity here. Him and Mike Bailey had a great match. I would definitely love to see another match between Absolutely. the two. Absolutely. Well, we had one more match before intermission, and it was a Falls count anywhere. No disqualification match between Psycho Clown and Gringo Loco. Jesus Christ. By the way, Ken M, this match got the longest of both nights. 25 minutes, 37 seconds. My only gripe with this match, and I'm going to say it up front, is they wrestled more of a Lucha style, which means they take a time to set up things, which is fine, and the, the payoff is worth it. This match was amazing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite matches of the weekend, going back and rewatching it. Uh, it w- live, it kind of brought down a little bit only because everything else was so fast, especially coming after Mike Bailey versus Jimmy Lloyd. Yeah. But, woo! First of all, Psycho Clown gets the victory. But Psycho Clown showed no respect to Gringo in the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. And it led off. Gringo ripped the mask of Psycho Clown, made Psycho Clown bleed, and then Psycho Clown gave Gringo Loco the crimson mask. But that's not it. That's not what the world should be talking about. Gringo Loco put Psycho Clown on a table, or on a, well, we'll call it a table. It was chairs holding up a door. On the floor of the zone, if you will, climbed to the second story, which is kind of higher than a normal second story. Hops over the rail, tightrope walks a... If you're watching on Twitch, you can see my hands aren't very far apart bar, but it was a very narrow bar to get out to a goal post. Yes, a football goal post. Reasons. And he swanton bombs off of the goal post through Psycho Clown through a door, but not to be outdone. Crazy ass Psycho Clown. A few moments later, climbs up to that top to that balcony again climbs over walks across something else and just dives onto him yeah. just dives on no nothing below just dives on him man these two left it all in the ring and at the end of the day psycho clown or you know gringo loco learned to respect a psycho clown psycho clown said he would love to do another one with gringo sometime they shared a beer I thought this was a really good match overall. Like I said, the only detraction is if you're not familiar with Lucha Libre, whenever they do big spots, they usually set them up and it takes a second. And that's the only thing. Other than that, man, if you didn't know why Psycho Clown's such a big deal in Mexico, Mm -hmm. this match showed the worldwide. Even me, to an extent, I've known Psycho Clown's work, but the last few matches I've seen him and I'm like... "Uh, I don't know. You know, I remember when he was a little younger, maybe ages biting him. Not that he's that old. He's only yeah. in his thirties. But I'm like, maybe all this stuff is biting him in the ass finally. And I saw this match and went, never mind. Psycho Clown is still here. This was, I think, the best I've ever seen Loco wrestle in the ring. He really stepped up for this one, and this was everything we were expecting and more. Damn, this was a fantastic match. So uh, I will say that also Psycho Clown was in an unsanctioned match earlier in the night, which we'll get to in the main event. Yeah. 
So we had a little bit of uh, intermission to you know, clear up the ring, and then we came back. We came back with the classic GCW scramble. Actually, only it was five men because, obviously, travel issues. Mm-hmm. We got Alex Zane versus Dark Sheik versus East Coast legend Deranged versus East Coast legend Grim Reefer versus Atticus Koger. This match got eight minutes and 22 seconds. They were flying all over the place. At the end of the day, Alex Zane hits Crunchwrap Supreme mm-hmm. and looks like he's going to get the victory over deranged and then everybody's party pooper Atticus Koger posts Alex Zane and steals the cover for the one two three Atticus Koger your winner how are you feeling about it I'm all right with it it's perfect I mean if, if they're not going to let him be a face in GCW do the heel stuff because nobody is doing it better than him right now I gotta throw this out there I think what we're doing I think what Atticus Koger himself is doing and GCW's allowing obviously is he's doing this 3D this this 3D chess move. And I think in certain towns, when you're in like Dallas or Houston or probably even LA, I don't know if the LA crowd's cheering for him yet, or Chicago, where the crowds are not behind Atticus Koger, they're doing this perfectly of him being booed. But when he's in New York, Atlantic City, on the East Coast, he's getting cheered. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing is he's playing up to those crowds and 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 putting out the tweets that we see of, hey. We're the GCW originals. We shouldn't be putting over these losers. We should be the ones, you know, running shit. Why are you letting Brett take advantage of you? And you're seeing it seep in. You're seeing Effie today on social media. Monday as we record. You see Effie today putting out about how the economy of wrestling. I don't know if you saw any of this. Where he's talking about like like these mid-card jobbers, these former mid-card jobbers from world WWE aren't making you any money. It's the heart and blood. It's the soul of GCW that makes the money. They're not drawing you. They're not giving you the ROI, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was great. And somebody even pointed out, it sounds a lot like Addy. And he goes, yeah, well, we agree on some things. And Tony Deppin has said he agrees on things. Alice Cologne is on record. He agrees with Atticus. I think this is this weird, like, heel-face movement because on the East Coast, in, in Atlantic City and New York, the real the, the, the home of GCW. Mm-hmm. not saying I want everybody to be involved. We're going to talk about more places they're going soon, uh, you know, in the news portion after this. But, like, I, 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 the real home is Atlantic City, New Jersey, New York. That, that's the home of GCW. There, we are silently behind the GCW originals. Yeah. So therefore, it's a cool storyline. It's almost go it, it, in my opinion, and this is only my opinion. This goes back to Bret Hart being a heel in the U.S. and a face around the world. Mm. He was the world's hero, including his home country of Canada, and he was a heel in the U.S., which nobody had done before. And it looks like that's what's happening here. Atticus is a heel, as a face in Atlantic City, New York, and the East Coast, the home, the home crowd. And as soon as they go to, you know, the new areas, the new territories, if you will, he's back to being a heel. Mm -hmm. And I think there might be a group for him. That's just me. No, I mean, it's a smart play if they want to do that. I mean, that's something that we haven't seen in such a long time. It's fresh and it's new. Well, let's move on in the show, though. Next up, we had a nice little lucha. Laredo Kid going one-on-one with all heart. Blake Christian, a.k.a. the best in the world. This match got 10 minutes and 7 seconds, and boy, it was everything I thought it would be and more. Agreed. This was a fantastic match. All Heart pulls out yet another victory, Mm -hmm. bringing that win streak way up. I think the only match he's lost is the tag match, and I think one of the multi-men matches, but he wasn't pinned. I think He lost a scramble, but he wasn't pinned. 
And he's only lost, the only other one they lost is him and Alex Zane lost the GCW tag match mm-hmm. to the Briscoes. Yeah. No, you're right. By the way, new GCW tag titles. We'll talk about that in a second, too. Mm-hmm. Great. And I love Blake Christian. If you're not familiar, get familiar. All heart, Blake Christian, a.k.a. best in the world. And I say that all the time, and I mean every word of it. It was time for our main event of the evening now. The bad boy, Joey Janela, going one-on-one with Mexican royalty. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about legends of Mexico. You want to talk about legends of AAA. Dr. Dr. Wagner Jr. is that legend. Making his GCW debut. He's booked for some other tours. We'll talk about that. But he makes his debut against the bad boy, Joey Janela, in Dallas, Texas. This match, got, this match got 20 minutes and 19 seconds. And as and I don't want to say this in a derogatory way. Dr. Wagner Jr. is not young. <laughs> The fact that he went out there and gave 20 minutes of absolute insanity. Yeah. By the way, talk about Crimson Mask, Joey Janela. Holy shit, that mask. And of course, that was after having an impromptu. This is his after an impromptu first match for Dr. Wagner. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, Dr. Wagner Jr. gets the victory over Joey Janela. But the story is at the end of the night. So, what we alluded to is there was an unsanctioned match, technically, <laughs> at the merch table earlier on that Brett apologized for, and Psycho Clown and Dr. Wagner Jr. got into a fist fight. Yeah. Now, there's a big story behind this. In AAA, they rivaled for a little while on the come up for Psycho Clown. And in tri- and uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. used to be a, a, lucha, a mass luchador. So, it culminated with a mass versus mass match. Well, he's one of the guys... I think six guys at that last count, the Psycho Clown has taken their mask. Hmm. So that's why Dr. Wagner came to the ring with the mask on, but had to remove it because he can't wrestle with a mask on anymore. So they got into it. They put it out there. This is great booking, by the way. Mm-hmm. At the end of the night, Psycho Clown comes back to the ring to finish what they started in the beginning of the show. Yeah. And then Dr. Wagner, in a fit of rage, Says if he's not careful, he's going to challenge him to a hair versus mask match in GCW. By the way, uh, what's up, Dan? How you doing? Dan, what's going on? Just stopping by for a bit to say hello. Hope you're doing well. We are doing well. I hope you're doing well as well, Dan. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you so much. But yeah, think about that. So it looks like, I don't know the date of, but very soon we probably are going to get Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr. hair versus mask. In Incredible match to make in GCW. This is be a first time ever, and I'm all here for it. This is this is one of those things. This is a big deal. This mm-hmm. is AAA royalty against pretty much. If you don't understand, Cycle Clown is like the John Cena of AAA. Yes, he's that big of a. He's he he main evented. He main events Triple Manias without being champion. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. It is. It's impressive. That being said. That is going to do it for the review of this weekend. Overall, how was your feeling of GCW's return weekend? Came back very strong. Two solid cards. You can't go go wrong with that. I thought that they had solid matches all around. And for anybody that was curious to see how they bounced back from the world on GCW, they came back extra strong. And this is GCW 101. So it's something definitely you want to catch on Fight.TV and catch the replay and definitely get on board because, like I said, they have got such a stacked month of February coming up. It's going to be something truly special for the fans to get involved in. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. 
we're coming up pretty soon on uh, another upcoming weekend. We got a lot of other GCW news, but we'll get to that in a new segment in the second portion of the show. I'm going to throw on our good friend Tom Jolu. The song is called When Life Gives You Lemons, Have a Party. You're going to see the information of the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast, and we'll be right back. We're going to be talking some news in the second segment and a couple other shows we have to cover. Um, real quick, uh, let's talk. Uh, let's finish up for some GCW news sure. right quick, if you will. Uh, we have gotten news that they are invading the Bay Area. GCW yes. will make its San Francisco debut in April. Huge news. Huge news. Also, we've gotten word that, a, or that GCW also has started announcing matches for the show that's now called Astronaut in Atlanta, Georgia. Their Atlanta, Georgia mm. debut. Of course, the leading match for the Atlanta card will be Atlanta's own Ring of Honor World Champion Jonathan Gresham going one-on-one with all heart Blake Christian. However, no word on if the Ring of Honor World title will be on the line in this one. I thought originally they said no because Blake made a tweet about it, but I'm hoping that it gets added too. I don't know if they're, he's going to be defending that belt before the Ring of Honor Supercard in April. Yeah, I don't think so. So I don't think they're going to. I'm just saying that was what all fans saw when we didn't see the announcement that the belt was on the line. Mm-hmm. Just want to throw it out there. Also, we have got the the official announcement that Josh Barnett's Bloodsport will return to the collective in 2022 at the Fair Park in Dallas. And that will be taking place on Thursday, March 31st at 3 p.m. as part of the collective. You can watch that on fight.tv or get your tickets still to the collective on WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. Yes. So, Bloodsport, always a great thing to watch. I know that you are you and I both are fans of Bloodsport. Mm-hmm, indeed. Uh, we've got uh, another big match news 
for the <laughs> we got a lot of big nets yes. by the way a lot of news a lot of news la update for the show in la on friday february 25th as part of a weekend it's called welcome to heartbreak speedball mike bailey versus ninja kamikaze mac oh, this could be a match of the year candidate already oh i i think that this could be not only just match of the year candidate i think this is match of like the world candidate yeah I, i'm sorry it's this is this is if you don't know already about what could happen in this match woo! don't blink you're you can't blink you're gonna have to watch this match four times mm-hmm. four times also announced for uh, the the uh, Welcome to Heartbreak show is Atticus Koger taking on, returning to GCW, Kevin Blackwood. That's going to be a hell of a match. All Heart, Blake Christian taking on the young man known as Nick Wayne. That's going to be a cool one. And then, of course, uh, we'll have the Extreme, a GCW Extreme title on the line as AJ Gray takes on Leo Rush. Ooh. And Dr. Wagner Jr. makes his return to take on Indie Wrestling Hall of Famer Homicide. Oh wow! Oh wow! And that's all led by the big main event of that of that night. There, the major players, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, will tag up to take on the team of the Bad Boy Joey Janela and two-time WWE Hall of Famer. X-Pac, Sean Waltman. Oh, wow. I was going to say they're really stacking this card, but that's one way to cap that one off. Holy shit. That'll be taking place on Friday, February 25th. But before then, we're going to be back in Atlantic City, New Jersey for a weekend. Not this upcoming weekend, the weekend after. The weekend of uh, February t- uh, 19th and 20th. There's also going to be an H2O show and a JCW show. Just like when I was just talking about the uh, mm-hmm. California weekend, there's going to be an LA fight show as well. Oh, excellent. It's going to be a whole weekend. But the one show that they're uh, talking about already is a 5 p.m. bell time, Sunday, February 20th, from the showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I will not be at the show this time. Uh, just I've traveled too much. I've yeah. literally traveled out. I'm going to take a couple months to not travel. But I'll definitely be watching this probably with Ken M. Mm. We've got some matches for Don't Tell Me What to Do. Love the title. One of them is a big return in a Lucha match, ASF. Taking on the returning Drago kid. Oh, about time he's he changed, back. He changed the world last time he was in GCW. Uh, we also will have the second gear crew right now, as they have it listed as AJ Gray and Matthew Justice, taking on Joey Janela and Marco Stunt. Pray for Marco. Uh, in a match with a legendary, one legend and one man who is becoming amazing, and the world is finding out, two cold Scorpio taking on Gringo Loco. That's going to be a hell of a match. Also, for the GCW World Tag Team Championships, by the way, the brand new Tag Team Championships, they got new belts. The Rejects will challenge the Hate Club, Matt Tremont and Nick Gage for those belts. Is that a death match? Uh, I'm sure it's going to be. I was going to say, I think it's... it's... A tag, I'm sure it's going to be a tag team death match. That's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure Alex Colon is going to cost somebody the match. I'm just going to throw that out there. Facts. Blast Bill, at least, just got added right today. Because uh, somebody, Atticus Coger, likes to talk a lot of shit. Well, the sauce, Alex Zane said, you know what? Talk that smoke. Get some smoke. Alex Zane versus Atticus Coger, Atlantic City on February 20th. And, uh, well, as we get more information about the other shows coming to us from GCW on these weekends, we will continue to bring them to you as well. Can't... Can't go wrong with that card. That's looking very stacked right now. Well, we have one more piece of GCW news before we move off of GCW for the rest of the show. I promise. And that, of course, is we had some breaking news today. Uh... 
Brett Lauderdale on his Twitter page said that, uh, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the tweet up. He said that GCW, I said the GCW would never, I said the GCW wouldn't sign contracts with athletes, but there's a first time for everything, dot, dot, dot. And everybody was like, what is he talking about? Well, Sean Ross Sapp is reporting and Game Changer Wrestling retweeted it. The GCW Wrestling has come to an agreement on a, an exclusive contract deal with Nick fucking Gage. All right. So I'm sure that he'll be able to, uh, to wrestle elsewhere. Yeah. But I'm sure it's going to be uh, with uh, GCW, obviously, overseeing, and uh, it keeps him going. I think after World on GCW, I think it, it became apparent that maybe somebody would try to sign the, the Deathmatch King. It could definitely be, but when you talk about the heart and soul of GCW, I mean, Nick Gage is the first guy you think of. So this makes perfect sense to me. And like you touched upon, when the world on GCW hit, everybody saw that reaction, how the crowd lost it. I, I'm sure they got a lot more eyes on the product and definitely Brett's smart to lock him up. So kudos to him. I agree 125%. That's awesome news. And we'll following that as it, as it gets uh, more develops as well. Let's jump in. To, uh, we got a couple cards that I wanted to talk about real quick. Of course, one of them is the sponsor of this segment. And, of course, that is our good friends over at Excite Wrestling. And this past weekend on Saturday, they had an event at the X called Johnny Stock. Because, uh, of course, our good friend Johnny Moose's birthday is in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every year he does a little uh, self-promotion for himself. Hee-hee. <laughs> I got the card here from Cage Match, by the way. All right. So we, we've made it to Cage Match Excite Wrestling. Congrats. Uh, okay, so first, the first bout of the night. And mind you, I was not there. I was out hanging with my mom that day. I'm going to be honest. But our good Ken M here is here, who is um, possibly one of the owners. Hence, the M is for money bags. I'm just throwing it out there. Can't and confirm or bags. deny. Uh, so the first match of the evening was for the Excite International Three-Way cha- uh, Excite International Championship. And it was a three-way match, easy for you to say, uh, between your champion, Sean Carr, Dante Drago, and T, former champion TJ Epics, uh, and at the end of the day, and new Excite International champion TJ Epics. One thing we got to clarify too with this is the snowstorm that was impacting GCW was impacting oh, Excite absolutely. Wrestling for this. So, absolutely. Yeah. So they had the card subject to change. So this was an impromptu match, but yeah, TJ got the belt back. And Originally, this was supposed to be a tag match. Yes. So, but this was a really solid match between these three. The, I mean, Sean and TJ have been tearing it up when they've been facing each other, and definitely surprising to see TJ get the belt back. But we would find out later uh, today because uh, our good friend Sean mm-hmm. Card, he's a friend, of, uh, is actually taking some time off with an elbow injury. Yes. So, uh, Sean, get better. Speedy, healthy recovery, thank you, brother. Thank you for all you do and get better. Can't wait to see you back in the ring. Uh, next up, we had uh, Rotmir defeating. The fly, the Lord of the Flyweights, Maxwell Keith. Yep, <laughs> that's it. Uh, next up, we had Keenan Moore defeat Ash Aubrey by disqualification. Yeah, kind of a little interesting setup there. Uh, Ashton released the figure four leg lock, and uh, the referee overturned the decision. Uh, next up, we had the Excite Heavyweight Championship on the line in a three way match. See a trend? Mm-hmm. Your champion, H.C. Loke, who, according to my son, looks a lot like Burt Kreischer these days. He's not wrong. Defended the Excite Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against yeah, Axel Lennox, former champion Axel Lennox. Yes. And former 2CW champ, world champion, Mike Skyros. Yeah, uh, solid match going on here with H.C. sneaking out the win. Absolutely, yeah, but uh, I, I caught you by surprise with that. Aiden, Aiden told me when he came home, he's like, yeah, me and Noah were like, man... 
H.G. Logue has really let himself go. He looks like Burt Kreischer. <laughs> now that he's brought that up, I can't, I can't unsee it. So, Moose, if you're listening, you need to have a talk with your champion. Yeah. Or at least have him come out like shirtless like Burt or something. Do, do some Burt stuff. Tell the, the machine story. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, in a tag team match. Making their debut in the uh, Excite Wrestling. Also, uh, one of their first stops in America. Mm-hmm. All the way from Japan. True story. They're in this country on excursion. Staying with our good friend Jay Freddy, who is currently out injured. But Jay Freddy brought them to Excite Wrestling so they could get some uh, exposure here in the uh, U.S. on excursion. The Saito brothers, Jun Saito and Rai Saito, defeated uh, Sarin Rain and Matic. Yeah, the... The new, uh, the Saido brothers. Saido brothers. Yeah, for being new, they definitely won over the Excite crowd. It was a fun match. And very interested to see what they're going to be doing next year. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited. I know that, uh, like I said, they're in country. They're staying with Jay Freddy on excursion. I think they're going to be here for like 90 days or so on an excursion from Japan. And, And you know what? I've heard nothing but good things. I saw the replay. I thought they did a great job. I mean... You know, coming out of that system in Japan and, and, and getting an excursion, which uh, if you're not familiar with Japanese wrestling, that's when uh, Japanese wrestlers, after they're young boys, they go on excursion to kind of find themselves. And uh, I think these guys are going to pick it up well. You saw a lot of young boy stuff still because they're still new to it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them again towards the end of the excursion and see how they're adapting. Yeah, me too. Uh, next up, we had a singles match. Nick Ando, the captain, defeated Super B. And there's a little bit of controversy, is there not? Kenneth? Yeah, the uh, the referee... Uh, going for the counts there was thrown off because it sounded like a couple times he hit the three when the shoulder came up. So that was definitely throwing Super B off, threw the crowd off. The crowd uh, was very, very displeasing about this. As my kid said, that the referee was getting mad that he they were chanting really obscene uh, chants at him. Yeah. Then, Which my answer to that was then don't fuck up. Yes, because when it, one time is a mistake, two times is not. So, uh very interesting to see. In fact, Super B did cut a promo after about it as well. I want to say kudos to Super B for being a professional enough to take a bad situation, which I'm sure wasn't written in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to talk to Johnny for that. I know it wasn't fucking written in because he, he, we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. But to take that situation and kind of run with it so it didn't look like a complete fuck up, I, I dig it. By the way, shout out to Super B who follows both of us on yes, uh, social media and does a great job. So follow him on social media as well. Uh, next up, we had a tag team match. The Awakening, G. Raver, and Cade defeated Hired Gun Zinc, Brute Van Slyke, and Garrett Halliday. Arguably was the best match of the night. Uh, G. Raver is now Jimmy Gazdick's favorite wrestler from Floodlands. I, I'm, I'm not surprised. G. Raver's amazing. Yes. Oh, this first time he saw not him. Not even in, in a death match here. No, he, they weren't in a death match. Well, G- you can't have one in New York State. Yeah. But G. Raver tore that up. The crowd was definitely into it, and uh, by the end of the night, I mean, uh, the fans were definitely sold on this tag team match, and they definitely were uh, arguing there with Brute's manager a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Next uh, up was the main event of the evening, Impact Wrestling's Ace Austin defeating Cloudy in a one-on-one competition. If you're not familiar with Ace Austin, get familiar. He brought it to the X on this night. And him and Cloudy, they put on a great match. Cloudy was definitely uh, the heel with the crowd for this one. Well, he likes to be the heel anyways. Oh, yeah, but he was going over the top with it, and uh, the crowd was definitely letting him have it as well. But it was a fun match, and definitely would not mind seeing Ace come back to the exit sometime. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of Excite Wrestling. I do believe they have a TV taping coming up. 
They for their, the students thing that they're doing. They have a, a like their Project X series coming up, so I know that that will be happening between the next official Excite show, which is happening March twelfth. And that is the 10-year anniversary of Excite. Ah. So for more news and information about that, Excite Wrestling, spelled X-C-I-T-E, dot com. And definitely hit them up on Twitter as well. Absolutely. There was one other huge card going down in independent wrestling this past week. It was Beyond Wrestling's Day 91, listed as Mm -hmm. such because of the main event. We'll talk about that in a minute. And it was from Providence, Rhode Island at the uh, FET Music venue. They do a lot of their stuff there. And it is on IWTV. So it was a show that we, by the way, upcoming this week on IWTV, West Coast Pro returns to IWTV yes. this weekend. And so doesn't uh, AIW Wrestling. So Ooh. make sure you guys are checking both That'd out. That'd be fun. Uh, so in a tag team match, so we're going to go through kind of quick. I did watch this, this show. It was very good. Uh, if you have not seen it, and if have people at yet. home seen it, you should definitely check it out. It's great. Uh, the, what happened up first? Whatever it takes, Mark Sterling and VSK defeated... Love Doug and the romantic touch in 10 minutes and 23 seconds. Love Doug is phenomenal. He's always looking for love. Well, he found some love because the romantic touch was his love. Hmm. Uh, Romantic touch. Very good friends with one Rhett Titus. Ah. Now, the problem is we've never seen Rhett Titus and romantic touch in the same place at the same time. I'm just sure that's an oversight. Sure. Um, but uh, what got a lot of people buzzing is that VSK ate a reverse pedigree from the romantic touch. In other words, his face was in the romantic touch's crotch. His arms were up and then he pedigreed him. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I thought it was very innovative. And that, that was making dope. the rounds on the social media. So if you've seen it, that's what that was. Uh, next up is uh, Matt, M- Matt Mikowski, who has been making a big name for himself in the independent wrestling. Lots of highlights out there. Was supposed to finally wrestle Alex Shelley on this event. But Alex Shelley could not make it due to other, because mm. a lot of people. Instead, he had a replacement, and his replacement was the one and only Anthony Green. Oh. And uh, Matt Mikowski defeated Anthony Green in nine minutes and four seconds. Very good match. Love seeing Anthony Green home, back home and beyond wrestling. The crowd was definitely happy to see him. Uh, Blue Heaven was being sang everywhere. Nice. Uh, next up, we had a tag team match. Rex Lawless and Willow Nightingale defeated the Shook Crew, Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan in 11 minutes and 5 seconds. If you don't know about Willow Nightingale, oh, get, familiar. get familiar. She's phenomenal. And if you were going to sign somebody in wrestling, sign Willow Nightingale. Uh, I, I know right now a lot of GCW fans want to see Willow versus Allie Catch in a GCW ring. Hell yeah. Next up, we had a singles match. Alec Price defeated Marcus Mathers, 16 minutes and 42 seconds. And let this be a lesson to every kid out there who is a pro wrestler. Always bring your gear bag. Mm -hmm. Here's the story. Marcus Mathers was a fill-in. Marcus originally, uh, because people couldn't make it to the venue, the original opponent for Alec Price was not at the venue. So, Well, actually, it was somebody else, but Alec Price got swapped around. They needed somebody to take the spot. Marcus Mathers had his gear bag ready to go. So young Marcus Mathers gets a huge match. 16 minutes. Crowd, almost 17. Crowd went nuts for it. Marcus Mathers, very impressive. And that young man wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if he didn't have his gear bag. So that's why I always say, if you're a young wrestler listening to this show, because I know we have some out Mm -hmm. there listening, always have your gear bag. Marcus Mathers, definitely a subset. And I love Marcus Mathers. Been watching him for a long time now. Between JCW, a lot of other indies, GCW when he shows up, young up and cunning. He's one of the he's one of those young gunners in that young gunner class, man. Yeah. Of course, uh, his better half would be young Billy Starks as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we had a six-man tag team match. The Righteous, Bateman, Dutch, and Vincent. Yes, that Vincent. Okay. 
uh, with Vita Von Starr in their corner, as always, defeated Waves and Curls, uh, Jalen Braden and Traven Jordan and Teddy Goods in 11 minutes and 28 seconds. Vincent hitting a picture-perfect swanton bomb. Can't go wrong with him. Next up, the match that most people were waiting for, and it had higher stakes because this past week, Matt Cardona became the Impact Digital Media Champion. Mm. So at the Beyond Show, Matt Cardona put the Impact Digital Media Championship on the line against the man who's been trying to get his hands on Matt Cardona and Beyond for a few months now. I'm talking about RSP. Ricky Shane Page. Smith's got 10 minutes and 15 seconds and still your Impact Digital Media Champion, of course, by normal fucking shenanigans. Matt Cardona. I'm still amazed that that's a real title. Yeah. I still haven't gotten over that. But I'm still amazed that Matt Cardona is using the same fucking finish on everybody in the Indies. Yeah, well, there's that too. But By the way, I'm... Impact Digital title. Guess what? Got, you know, somebody got hit with it. Mm, shocker. After a low blow. Shocker. Yeah, you know. Same fucking shit. Same old shit, Matt Cardona. Same old shit. Uh, Anyways, next up, we had a four-way tag team match. Miracle Generation, Dustin Waller, and uh, Kylan King defeated Bear Country, Bear Bronson, and Bear Boulder. And above the rest, Gabriel Sky and Tristan Ty and the air show, uh, Mach 10 and Razor Wing. 13 minutes and four seconds. This match was fucking everywhere. By the way, Bear Country? Yeah. I always forget they're signed to AEW. Yeah, they should use them more because they're great. Mm -hmm. Next man, we had a six-man tag team match. The Foundation, Rhett Titus, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, and uh, Wheeler Yuta defeated the Kings of the District, uh, Il O'Neal, Jordan Blade, and Trisha Dora, 11 minutes and 48 seconds. Okay. And last but not least, oh, no, sorry. We had two more matches. This match got signed late. Speaking of, uh, we had somebody who could not make the card. And they reached out to somebody who said absolutely and came. Masa Slamovich defeated Indy Wrestling Hall of Famer Lufisto. Oh, nice. In 14 minutes and 17 seconds. This match was fucking amazing. Lufisto got called last minute, made the, made, made the appearance at Beyond, and it was awesome. That's awesome. Uh, kudos to Lufisto. And this was a great fucking match. Hard hitting. Man, you want to see a wonderful women's match? You got it here. I definitely got to check this out. Last but not least was the main event of the evening. If you were watching live, a lot of people were pissed because the fight feed from IWTV fucked up. But the replay was turned around quickly, okay. thankfully. Uh, in a no disqualification match, Slade, you know, we've seen him in JCW. We've seen him all over. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the new age Paul Ellering, if you will. His opponent was the reason this card was called Day 91. His opponent was a man who helped put Beyond Wrestling on the map his opponent was a man who was a Beyond Wrestling champion. Mm. His opponent was a man who has spent the last eh, six, seven years in world wrestling entertainment. His opponent on this night was the Star Destroyer, Biff Busick. By the way, Biff Busick wins in 11 minutes and 54 seconds to his return to the Indies. Hence the name of the uh, event was Day 91 because it was the 91st day, his first eligible appearance in the Indies. Welcome home, Biff Busick. Great match. I can only imagine you came out to bro him. Oh, of course. Yes. It was great. The crowd was crowd was into it. Everybody was excited. We were all popping, and I was popping at home. That was day 91. Now let's talk some more news. Where should we start? Ah, I got a place. World Wrestling Entertainment. And no, it's not because Goldberg's back. But he's back. Yeah. Go figure. Once again, anybody who's surprised or pissed that Goldberg's back for a Saudi Arabia show... 
I got some water for sale. He's going to get paid. Like, <laughs> the yeah. Saudis love him. He's always there for Saudi shows. There's no surprise. Uh, listen, I tuned out of WWE a long time ago. We all know that. But I'm sitting here going, who cares? It's a glorified house show. The problem is that I, for once, was like, man, maybe I'll check this Saudi card out because now it's Elimination Chamber and it's like a pay-per-view. I'm like, well, maybe they'll do some not house show shit. And then they announced this, and I went, eh, still going to be a glorified house show. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Anyways, I digress. That's not the big news. Nobody really gives a fuck about Goldberg. Facts. Nobody cares about Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. No. What we do care about is that... Nobody is safe in World Wrestling Entertainment because this past week, Shane Omak, Shane McMahon himself got his walking paper. Shane McMahon was futured endeavored by World Wrestling Entertainment. That is right. Vince McMahon fired his own son, and this is not a fucking work. It is real life from what we found out. Real life, Shane McMahon has been fired from the company his father owns. Hold on, let me let that sink in a second. His father, who we've all been talking about making cuts, fired his own son. Now, does that make any of you go, man, nobody's off limits? Because I, I sure the fuck think that that's what I'm thinking. Did not see this coming. But you're right. I mean, this is a whole new era in WWE. So where do we go from here? Where does Shane go from here? Well, a lot of fans are thinking he's going to go to all the wrestling. I don't think so. I could see it for the shock value, but I mean, at the end of the day, well, Shane's a businessman. Okay, yeah. so let's let's start off here. This is not the first time Shane's left WWE. Shane doesn't have an ownership clause into WWE. That's why he was released because he is he's technically a talent. He does do some things behind the scenes. So he was actually fired from his behind the scenes job and being an on air talent at mm-hmm. times, which he had just made his return at the Royal Rumble as an on air talent because they were going to build to allegedly a match at WrestleMania with him. Yeah. So now that's out the window, obviously. And the thing he got fired from was his thing. And uh, Pat says, and people say you soften with old age, firing your own son. That's cold. You're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say well, it. When we get asked, I'm just going to throw this out there, Pat. When we get asked the question from now on, who will WWE not fire? I think the answer is just probably Roman Reigns. Yeah. Because outside of that, he's willing to fire his own son. Uh, we got some other speculation coming up in a second, but let me finish on this. So, so here's the thing. The reason why he doesn't have an ownership claim is because Shane had cashed out years ago. Shane was bought out. His stocks were bought out years ago because he took that money and he invested in a little company that you might know of. It was called Zufa. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did Zufa own for those people at home that might not know? Ken M? The most stylish pants ever. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not Zubas. Oh. Zufa. Oh, Zufa. Ah. Sorry. It's just when you think wrestling and Zufa. Yeah. Uh, that would be UFC. That's correct. Fertitta Brothers. Yep. So he bought into that. When he came back to wrestling was the time that Zufa sold to the current owners of uh, UFC, who is, I can't remember who owns UFC. Oh, it's, uh, anyways. It's a conglomerate group. Yeah, it's not, that's not, it's not, they kept Dana on as a paid thing, but he also got paid too. But the reason he came back to wrestling is because he got paid. Yeah. Because that coal, that company sold for what was it? $8 billion, some ridiculous amount. Something like that. So I'm sure that Shane McMahon got a billion of that or whatever he got, whatever his cut was, because he was in on the ownership group of Zufa. Mm -hmm. True story. That's also why their, uh, uh, Dan says, wait, Shane was fired. Yes. Shane was fired. Shane was fired. Shane was fired. Legit. Real life. So anyways, so when he came back to wrestling, it was right after he got they got bought out, and his money was good. Yeah. 
So basically, he took whatever he got from World Wrestling Entertainment, which I'm assuming was probably a hundred, couple hundred million, maybe whatever, give take, and probably turned it into well over a billion in his partnership. And one of the things he did do for UFC is remember their pay per views got a lot more better looking after Shane joined the company, mm-hmm. which most a lot of people out there don't realize Shane McMahon was a member of Zufa, but he was. Yeah, which also leads to why Vince had such a hard on for UFC for a while. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Vinnie Mac, he's very vindictive. I'm sure Vinnie Mac was waiting to make his son pay, too. I just want to throw that out there. I, I just, I'm just saying. Yeah. So anyways, Shane McMahon is now gone again. So I don't think he's got money issues. Because there's no way he blew through that. And he's also has other investments. He's doing other things. So I don't know if he has to go to AEW for money. Would he go out of spite? Maybe. Maybe. Depends on, it really depends on how severe the, the break was. But... If he shows up there, I mean... I could see him doing a one and done. Yeah. Like, at first. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I think is going to happen. This is just me spitballing opinions. This is not anything known. Only three people are safe in WWE. Roman, Kevin Dunn, and Nick Khan. And I honestly, I still don't think Kevin Dunn and Nick Khan are safe. (laughs) I don't think they're safe. I really don't. It seems that way, but I don't think they're safe. That's got to be an awkward Thanksgiving, I bet. Oh, my God. Yeah, the holidays this time around. I don't know how this is going to work out. But anyways, here's my philosophy. This is just my thoughts on it. There's now a rumor going around that WWE is trying to put Triple H in the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania. Oh, I did not hear this. This is a a rumor. This is a small rumor. Now, what people are thinking is that they want to put him in the Hall of Fame and then let him go. Because... There's a little, I guess there's a little, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of, I guess, rumor and innuendo. There might be some truth of some infidelities by one of the partners. And I'm told it might not be Triple H. Let it sink in. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain business person that works for World Wrestling Entertainment that may have had relations with a certain owner's daughter. I'm. It's just a rumor. Literally, just a rumor. So what I'm thinking is that that's why we haven't seen Triple H. Everybody's assuming it's because he, he cheated or whatever. I think, it's the, I think it's this other story. So I think what WWE is doing is cozily sweeping that shit under the rug. Mm-hmm. Going, okay, you don't make any noise. We won't make any noise. We're going to put you in the Hall of Fame. You'll do the right thing, and we're going to pay you and get rid of you. Hmm. And I'm thinking if Shane knows this, and I think that's where maybe this is where Shane's getting fired. I'm Once again, it's all rumors. Nobody fucking knows. But if Shane knows this, I think Shane has business associates that he once did big business with that he might be able to convince to put some money in a wrestling company ran by him on the business side and Triple H on the actual inside-the-ring business. And we were talking before that if this came to be, this could be a problem if Triple H was to let go and he was to go somewhere. It might be the real competition that WWE never had. And the reason being is that everybody loves working for Papa H. Mm -hmm. Not only does everybody like working for Papa H, he and Shane know how to beat WWE. Mm -hmm. And that's you don't compete with them. You pretend they don't exist. And you just outdraw them. I'm saying if there is smoke to this fire, mm-hmm. if there's fire to the smoke, I yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 but I'm with you. 
Now, I'm not saying any of this is true. This is all rumor and innuendo. Right, right, right. But hypothetically. Hypothetically, if this is true, like I said, you might see Shane on AEW for a one-off to just be like, ah, fuck you, old man. And then you may see something get launched, man. And there's enough people out there that would be willing to join that conglomerate. A guy named Jeff Jarrett comes to mind as well. Mm-hmm. And the Fertitta brothers, yeah, they got money to invest. Yeah, I mean, wow. That's, that's a lot to digest. But... And once again, Allegedly, yeah, but hypothetically, the biggest ma- here's the problem. The hubris of WWE, if that were true, mm-hmm. if that's the hubris of WWE, think about it. You let go all of the inner circle people that, that, that he would need. And you notice that all of the inner circle people, William Regal, Samoa Joe, they're all real quiet. And when they do talk, they're like, well, we're fine. So there's something happening. Well, Regal, he signed with Impact though, right? He, as a consultant. Okay, I wasn't sure of the details, but I heard the contract was offered. Okay. I, and I don't know if he signed or not. That was just rumored that he was offered a consultant agent job. I don't know if he signed or not. But even if he did, did you act like Impact's not going to be part oh, of this? Oh, I know. I was going to say. Impact has their hand in it. You know, Impact is the real forbidden door. What if Triple H, allegedly, hypothetically, they Take just... a company that's already existing, buy Impact and, and build it? Yeah. Good infrastructure's there. Like we all like make jokes about it. You, in, in, how many times it's changed its name or whatever? You wouldn't have to change the name. Just call it Impact. And once the infrastructure's there, you are with. If you have Shane McMahon and Triple H on board, it already gets more credentials. Yeah, and everybody's going to sign. Uh, Pat says I'd read Shane and was a fall guy for the Royal Rumble reaction, but your explanation is making more sense. Yeah, I've also heard that too, but it's kind of weird. They said he was being an asshole and da 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 da. Yes. I don't know how far I believe that. And then he got fired. I don't. I don't understand that. Th- I don't know. Maybe that's. But I. I've been hearing a lot of this uh, rumors. There's a lot of rumors in innuendo, and the rumors about the Shane McMahon or no, not Shane McMahon. Sorry, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon marriage being on the rocks. That's been making the rounds. Yeah. Pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Because now we know Triple H is fine. Like, I mean, I'm sure that there's still some lasting stuff from his cardiac problem. But he's 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 fine. Sure. But he's not back to work. Right. Boy. We've seen him out and about. Yeah. See, there's people who've seen him work out. So it's not like he's not working out and shit. Like I said, there is a rumor that they're putting him in the Hall of Fame this year. And if they're doing that, I guarantee it's like, hey, we're going to be keep everything quiet. So if, if that's the case, if that happens, mark my words, it was uh, Stephanie who stepped out on uh, old Triple H skis because that's why they want him to stay quiet. Mm-hmm. So Triple H gets to pick his price. Just saying. And the downfall begin. Wow. And if I'm him, what better revenge than oh, stick the yeah. business right up her and her old man's ass? And then you have Shane. Then you piss off Shane. And maybe Shane's being like 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 uh, the pad said. With that, if that explanation is true, then then Shane's the fucking. Who, it, Shane might be pissed off about it, so they got rid of him to kind of try to keep it quiet. We're going to need that board <laughs> that they they have for uh, Charlie Day there with just, you know, the strings packed. You know, everything's going to I don't know. It's this. all some weird shit. Think about it. It's just weird shit going on. I'm not yeah. saying any of it's true. Those are the rumors in any no, way. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetically, they're true. If Triple H goes, though, no matter what the reasoning is, it's a dumb move from World Wrestling Entertainment. That happens, man. The end is. I'll start buying into that take that they're selling. I don't even know if they're selling. I just think it's, I think this is one of those weird situations. Well, here's the thing. If it's true, of course, the other suitor I was talking about was Nick Khan. Mm -hmm. So if it's true, Stephanie and Nick Khan are taking over. Yeah, but. And you're trying to erase everything Triple H did because obviously somebody would be a little jealous of what uh, old H-Ski did, right? Yeah. 
Where there's smoke, there's fire, baby. But I will also say, if they were selling, they wouldn't have these other big contracts they just signed. In theory. Think about it. They just signed Kevin Owens to a good-sized contract. They just signed Sami Zayn to a good-sized contract. They re-upped AJ Styles to a good-sized contract. Allegedly, they also re-upped Finn Balor to a big-sized contract. Like, they're paying a bunch of guys big rates. They got rid of a lot of people, but they started paying all these other guys to, to sign extensions. Because AJ Styles was enough from his contract. They gave him an extension. I was going to say, unless they say they can, you have the, this guaranteed talent to come over with you for the new owners. That's the only thing I could see, like, to kind of But just, why wouldn't you put an ownership group together, possibly, for with Shane and, and oh, anybody I, else no, who I, wanted a piece? I, I, I grant you that, but that's why I say, like, this all might be some kind of just weird complications there. Oh, if he takes over, absolutely, you can start etching. I'm just telling you now, if Triple H leaves, you can start etching the gravestone because Triple H probably will go run a company. that. Once again, the, like I've said before, the way you beat WWE, and this is what AEW hasn't gotten yet, and we'll talk about them, we're going to talk about them in a minute, is you don't compete with them. No. You just do your own thing, you forget they exist, and then you just beat them. It's what WCW did when they were successful. I mm. mean, yeah, they were giving away their fucking finishes. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, think about it. They were doing something new and hip. WWE was doing all that. Everybody had an occupation. We all make fun of it. And then WCW made shit real with the NWO, and that's what was successful. Mm. The only problem is, is then eventually, because they were owned by a company, they didn't want to go as far as Vince went. Yeah. So they brought reality in, and then Vince just took it to the gutter, and people were like, ooh, boobies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 90s. That's why we love jackass. Anyways, yes. continuing. <laughs> I'm proud, damn proud of that. But that's there's smoke, there's fire. Who knows? We'll keep our eyes on that. But Shane McMahon being fired says, ain't nobody fucking safe. Stay tuned, dot, dot, dot. Woo. By the way, congratulations to Mia Yim. Yes. And Keith Lee, who were married over the weekend. Congratulations. Uh, I do love the Shelton Benjamin post. Yes. About how it was nice and wonderful. And that's a surprise because it's an event that Mia Yim was a part of. And then Mia Yim's response, who let you in? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, it looked like a lot of fun. And I'll tell you what, congratulations to them. They've been together for a long time and they're a sweet couple. And I enjoy the fact that they got married and had a good time. Now, that's going to roll us into All Elite Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, do we want to talk about this new person first, or do we want to talk about Punk MJF? I think we should talk about Punk MJF first. Sure. So this past weekend, we did get, this past week, sorry, not weekend, this past week, we got Punk MJF on Dynamite, and unlike we thought they were going to do, they didn't pull the old switcheroo on us. No, no, we got the full fucking match mm-hmm. where MJF won not once, but twice. Yep, yeah, wait, hold on. MJF defeated CM Punk not once, but twice. Now, nefarious means, but he is a heel, mm-hmm. but he beat him twice. Now, what the fuck do you go to? Now, I also want to point out, and we don't bring up ratings often, but if you did this for a ratings pop, this was the lowest rating that they've had in three weeks. Mm-hmm. 953,000 didn't even make a million with this big match. So if it was a ratings pop, and that's why they didn't put it on pay-per-view to make money, it didn't work. Uh, but once again, I could care less about the ratings because that's not what I'm here for. Uh, the match itself, I thought was good. It was so put together well. But here's my biggest problem, and I, I, I want to hear your opinion on it. Sure. My problem with this is not only did I say people should have paid for it because it's a pay-per-view worthy match, but now you have not only given the people the match, but you gave them the person that they wanted to win the match, winning the match. Because most people wanted to see MJF beat Punk. Now, what do you do for the comeback? And mind you, you did it in the one town where people were cheering for Punk. You did it in Chicago. So now if you did this in New York or L.A. or anywhere else, you're going to have a pro-MJF crowd because 
let's face it, the one bad thing about CM Punk and his new happy-to-be-here persona is that it has made the crowd cheer the heel MJF, except for in Chicago. Mm. So I think this was a big-time mistake. They telegraphed it, in my opinion. What say you about it? I agree with you. I actually talked about this on Blogs Count Anywhere on odphpodcast.com. I thought doing this early was a bit of a mistake because I this is you, like you touched upon. This is a pay-per-view match. Like To give it away for free, where are we going to go from here? And the only thing I can think of is they try doing this punk redemption story. And you're going to have him maybe finally be the guy that he's like, I got to prove I'm the best in the world. That, you know, I, I, I can't, he can't, he becomes like obsessed with beating MJF and he has to go like on a big win streak. Meanwhile, you move MJF into a title program. And I'm saying with Sammy Guevara that you get him going with Fair the, enough. You get him going for the TNT title. He wins it. Let's say revolution. Cause we still got some weeks to plan there. March 6th. Yep. And then you have the rematch with Punk for the belt later on, double or nothing, or even send, extend it to all out, however you want to do it. And just MJF, just we've seen him do the long feud with Chris Jericho in the inner circle and, and Pinnacle, and that got stale after a while because they had the two blow-off matches. But if you basically have MJF win the belt and just say, I'm not giving Punk a match, I'm not giving him, I don't care about the rank, you know, ratings, rankings, whatever. And just you have him duck him until he can't duck him anymore. Like you have like almost like their version of Money in the Bank. What is it, the grab the brass ring or yeah, whatever, whatever the, it is. the chip? Yeah, then that's where Punk gets it, and then that's where he gets the title match at the pay per view. Makes sense, and that usually the chip thing happens at all or uh, double or nothing. Yeah, uh, it would also make sense because All Out was in Chicago. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I dig it. I dig it. Um, no, we'll see where they do. But that's not the uh, big news of the week. The big news of the week is on Rampage. First of all, Tony Khan, a.k.a. back to being Tony Abrams, because, woo, if you were reading his Twitter feed on Friday night, Mm -hmm. cocaine was good, man. (laughs) Woo, just saying. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Because his fucking tweets were all over the place. Holy shit. And, uh, of course, one of them was that uh, the Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. Somebody's going to walk through the forbidden door and then slam it shut. We're going to get a new signing on Wednesday night on Dynamite. That signing will be in the tournament because they love tournaments. They're having currently, uh, and uh, they'll be casing on Isaiah Cassidy of, uh, what's that team's name? Private Party. Private Party. You know, remember they used to be like one of those top tier teams. The future future Young Bucks, but Mm then, yeah, whatever. Anyways. So we have a guy coming who's going to slam the door. And I was like, well, does that not make it the forbidden door? Because the forbidden door, in my opinion, how, how I thought it was always worded, was that it was somebody from another company who would come in to AEW for a brief time and then leave. Like a cameo appearance, like a big name, even though there wasn't too many big names that came into Suzuki, pretty much mm. the biggest name and Tanahashi, I guess. Then again, Tanahashi didn't fight on an AEW show. He fought on a New Japan show. Right. Either way. <laughs> so that leaves us. Who is this mystery signee? Which God knows they don't need any more signees. Listen, man, it's oversaturated over there. They're not even using the guys they have. Like, I don't understand what the fuck is what, what it is. But, you know, the fans are going to be like, Rich, you don't understand. That's fine. I'm not going to have that argument. I don't care. Hmm. Let's talk about the signing. Now, there's a lot of rumor and innuendo. There's a lot of speculation, and I know you have a pick. But before we get to your pick, let's talk about the speculation. Sure. One of the big ones, Keith Lee. 
possibilities of it being Keith Lee, Kenneth. Uh, it is possible, but I think now that he's on his honeymoon with Mia Yim, I, I just don't see it happening. I heard a fan say in a response to that that uh, AEW is a honeymoon. No, it's not. No, it's not. And trust me, you don't try to sell that shit to your wife. Cause, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, those of us who are married know that that ain't going to work. Yeah, I, I would say he might be the, uh, what is it, the Joker, the when they do uh, Double or Nothing. I kind of hope he isn't involved, and it's going to sound bad. I don't want to feed into negativity and bullshit, but here is the problem. That company right now is real sus when it comes to certain athletes. Mm-hmm. Trying, to be, uh, trying to be nice about this. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit in the next segment. And, you know, being the fact that Keith Lee is a person of color and they're a little sus on that right now, I don't know. And plus they're oversaturated. I don't know if that's the place for him. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I prefer to see him where he can get used. That's just me. But I digress. Because I'm sure somebody would be like, well, why are you spreading that shit? I'm not spreading anything. I'm just saying, according to certain people. Brings us to the next one that's like on the top of the list. And, of course, that would be the one and only Jeff Harvey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saw that. Yeah, you knew that was coming. Yeah. Jeff Harvey, a.k.a. Jeff Hardy. For those old-time wrestling fans, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. So, Jeff Hardy... Mr. I wouldn't go to rehab, so I lost my job with WWE. That is the real story. Don't care what people are going on. Even Matt Hardy admitted that was the story in a roundabout way while he was saying it was a lie, which is fucking hilarious (laughs) on his now shoot-only Twitter. Yeah. They shouldn't be able to tell people what to do with their life. No, they're trying to make him a better person, but that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, hey, they're worried. You know, and you want to bring him to a company where John Moxley just, you know, came back from recovery, which awesome for him. Mm-hmm. But that company, sorry, didn't really give a damn about that. They were on the bully race side, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, allegedly. But anyways, let's talk about it. Jeff Hardy. I mean, at this point, I'm going to say it. I don't want to see it because that's not a big signing. But remember, last time they teased a big signing, it was Christian Cage. Yeah. So I'm saying this, if it is Jeff Hardy, it's kind of a win in a way because you can't really ruin his career. Mm-hmm. No, he's, I mean, I could see it happening because I know that they want to do Bucks versus Hardys in AEW. But I, with how that tweet's worded, I just I don't think it's him. Like, I, I could see it. Like, of all the free agent names they could be bringing in from WWE, yeah, he would make some sense. Correct. So my last one that's on the list of possibilities, and this is the lowest end of possibility, because let me tell you guys, there would have to be a lot of weird things that happen for this. Of course, we're hearing a lot of rumbles of free Ali. Ali to dynamite. Now, for this to happen, World Wrestling Entertainment would have to release him. For that to happen... AEW would have to probably pay World Wrestling Entertainment a shit ton of money. For that to happen, for Ali, I'm sorry, he's not worth that money. With that being said, Tony Khan spends fucking money for no reason. That's why the company's nine figures in the red. Uh, So, I mean, (laughs) I guess there is a possibility, but I feel like that's a lesser possibility just because he was not released by World Wrestling Entertainment. Thoughts on that? 5% 5% chance. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't I don't even think Tony Khan's crazy enough to pay the money. Because WWE would just want a ridiculous amount just to say they'd charge a ridiculous amount. They'd be like a million dollars. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Ali's not worth a million dollars to buy out his contract. Especially when he should just do his job, do his contract, and then leave. Like, it's fine. They, did, they didn't let you leave. I get it. I get you're upset. 
Mm-hmm. I get it. We'll talk about that a little more in the main event because that's kind of part of the thing. All right, so now we've come to the part. We've covered the three that are getting the most coverage, but you said here that you think you have the pick of the picks. Oh, yeah. So I want to hear what you're pitching for the signee for All Elite Wrestling. It's Cody Rhodes. Oh, you're telling they're fucking us. Uh-huh. 100%. Here is the deal. I'm even going to sell you on this. Oh, With shit. how weird that fucking tweet was about how he's walking into the forbidden door and slamming it shut. Like, there was any chance that Cody was leaving because people were honestly thinking he was going to go to the Royal Rumble a couple weeks ago. There was a chance that he was going to walk away. No. This allows him to come in with a fresh slate. And here's the kicker of all kickers. What is he now in a ladder match for? To go to the Brass Ring Challenge at Revolution? Well, gee, if he signs a new contract, doesn't he get out of that whole I can't go for the world title deal? Ken's playing 3D chess while we're all playing checkers. That's what he's going to do. Like, he'll come in maybe with, like, the official name. Maybe he'll just come in as Cody. And that's how he gets out of it. Because well, no, he can be now Cody Rhodes. Yo, no, no. Because remember, his original contract, it was just Cody. Yeah. Because later on, he, re- he was allowed to use the Rhodes name. So maybe now he signs as Cody Rhodes. And Cody's contract said he couldn't. Yes. That is exactly what's happening. There is no big free agent signing. I'm just going to say right now, like, that's what they're going to do. And that puts Cody right now. He can go for the world title. He can do whatever he wants. The Rhodes lander runs crazy. Boom. You know what? You're an evil fucking genius. I'll tell you this much. By the way, said Pad says Ken pitched me on this on the latest ODPH, and I had a gut busting laugh. Oh, you gotta hear it. I said it on the show tonight. This is some dumb shit the AEW would do and yeah. call it a signing. You're absolutely right. I mean, on, on one level, I gotta be kind of proud of it because I mean they didn't sign anybody new, so it's, the oversaturated thing goes out. Oh man, I honestly, if I had to give a percentage to this. 60%. Yeah. Like, because I'm not sold on anything completely yet, because God knows what they'll really do. Maybe they went out and just spent a shit ton of money on whoever, but whatever. You know, there, there's that 5%, and mm-hmm. I'm with you on that, that they spent a shit ton of money on Ali. Yeah. But, you know, I'd say, like, this is, like, if you're asking me percentage-wise, this is the highest percent thing happening. You're a genius, man. Yeah. Like, kind of, and you know what? I wasn't even thinking about that, but, yeah. How fucking, how AEW is it? To just re-sign somebody and say it's a new signing. <laughs> exactly, because they're going to just completely get everybody. Because you're everybody's buying like, oh, it's got to be Jeff Hardy. It's going to be this. No, it's going to be fucking Cody. Now, here's the problem. We just saw the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest thing that the fans bitched about for the Royal Rumble? No surprises. So here's my question to you. If you're AEW and you do this, what do you think there'll be some backlash from the fact that technically it's not a surprise. It's not somebody new. It's just Cody Rhodes. Yeah, there's going to be backlash, but you know what they all think. But you you also have those rose colored glasses on that you don't you're not seeing the crowd and and hearing them like they're pitching Cody to become heel and he's fighting this and he's doing whatever. I could fully see them doing this and like he's going to come in and just completely work the heel angle now. It fits into what we're going to talk about in the main event. So I'm going to come. I'll revisit this in a second because it fits one of my theories about AEW fans. Mm-hmm. Well, not all fans, but a certain class of them. We'll yeah. talk about that in the main event though. Yeah, I can see this. I'm pitched. I think it's that is definitely some bullshit that AEW would do. Exactly. And really, it is bullshit. But yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely be keeping our eye on this one. Definitely be keeping our eye on this one. Well, you know what, Ken M? We're going to take our final break. We're going to come back with a little editorial piece to end the show in the main event. Uh, you know what? We're going to play another Tom Jolu song off of the new album. It's called Twilight Zone. 
Uh, get it anywhere. You get great music, YouTube music, Bandcamp, Spotify. Oh, Pat says, here's my thing. When is the last time TK tested an announcement and it actually delivered? Uh, punk, technically? Yeah, punk. Technically to the base it delivered? Mm-hmm. Not long term, but technically punk. We'll go with punk. So the summer? Yeah, yeah, August. So he has, he has succeeded before. I mean, the crowd was happy about Malachi. The crowd was happy about Andrade. The crowd was happy about Adam Cole, even though it's like, because it, that's where you got to take ratings and shit out. The crowd was actually popped. Mm-hmm. Crowd popped for Kyle O'Reilly. So there's been a bunch of like surprises lately, I would say, that the crowd was very happy with. Yeah, I mean, he's pulled in some people that definitely the crowd is happy with, but then again, it goes to the oversaturation, and they're on the TV for a month, and then they're gone. But the last time that he actually teased uh, one that delivered was Punk. Yeah, Punk is the last. And that's the last one period that he's really done a tease on. Everything else was kind of... Spur of the moment. Because, like, Adam Cole was like... Adam Cole and Brian Danielson were at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. after Punk, <laughs> and we kind of knew it was coming, but they didn't tease it. They didn't say, oh, somebody's coming. Yeah. It just happened. So I would say, yeah. But yes, in the past, he's done a bang-up job. He teased a game-changer, somebody who was going to outwork everybody, and it was fucking Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. So I'm throwing that out there. But anyways, we're going to play Tom, Twilight Zone by Tom Jolu. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the editorial in the main event of 607-TWS. Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It is time to rumble! It is time for the main event of 607 TWS! And before we get into the editorial, we did forget one piece of news. So, Ken M., we have some Ring of Honor announcements. Yes. So, if you've been following Ring of Honor, and you should definitely follow them because i got some big things coming on leading into Supercard of Honor happening in April. They are announcing the latest inductees into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, which is going on. So, last week, they announced that the Briscoes were the first inductees into the Hall of Fame. Then they just announced today, as we were recording, that Brian Danielson is the second inductee. Oh, congratulations to the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Met a lot to Ring of Honor. I'm glad that he's going to be in that inaugural class with the Briscoe Brothers. Yes, and they're going to be running a special on their YouTube channel about uh, Brian as well. So if you're not familiar with what he's done there, they're doing like a career uh, 
rewind about what he's been able to do there. So that'll be on the Ring of Honor television and the YouTube this week. So definitely make sure you're following and keep your eye out. Next Monday will be the next inductee announced as well. Agreed. Well, it's time for an editorial. And uh, the reason there's going to be an editorial is because I've been seeing a lot of things that have been bothering me again. And I think it's time to address them. At least we can do our due diligence and address them here. Mm Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that it's always has been bothering me for the longest time and something we've been about here on 607 TWS for a very long time is the toxicity in the wrestling community, specifically online. Yeah. And a lot of that is caused by people who, let's be honest, they are literally watching things to bitch about it. They're not wrestling fans. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you are a person, and if you, if you think this is you when you're listening, it's probably you then. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not going to sugarcoat this or give you kids gloves. Here's the thing. If you're a person who watches Monday Night Raw to bitch for three hours about it and the rest of the week about it, you're not a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. If you're watching NXT, and, and, and I mean every week, I'm not talking about being unhappy with a segment. I'm not talking about being unhappy with an evening of it. I'm talking about every week you spend three hours just ragging on Raw. Or every Tuesday, you're ragging for two hours on NXT. Or every Wednesday, you're ragging for two hours on AEW. Or every Friday, you're two hours on SmackDown, one hour on, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Because they're out there on all sides. You're not a wrestling fan. Because what are you watching that makes you happy? Yeah. I'm sorry. I see the same shit over and over again. I see some people who are bitching about every company. So uh, to me, that means you are not a wrestling fan. You're just here to bitch and bring everybody else's mood down. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting really old. And like it came to a head and we talked a little bit last week and I didn't bring it up much. Came to a head really kind of like during the Royal Rumble. Now, mind you, I don't watch World Wrestling. See, I'm a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. I worked in wrestling. I did all sorts of crazy, you know, I love wrestling. I don't like World Wrestling Entertainment. It's not because of a political stance, not because of anything else. It's just fucking stale and it's garbage. It's hot garbage. Mm-hmm. So I stopped watching Raw. I watched the last Raw I actually watched because I was having hopes that the night after WrestleMania was going to be good. Yeah. So I don't even know if I'll make that mistake this year. So I may not watch it the night after WrestleMania. It used to be a great night to watch. I don't think I'm going to do that. And the last time I watched SmackDown was from a hotel room in October because I had nothing else to watch. My wife was hanging out. It was uh, when my wife, unfortunately, her brother died. Mm. She was with her mom. I was back at the hotel room. That was the last night that I watched SmackDown. Right. And I did lie to you about one thing. I've watched two episodes of Rampage. The first one and the one that night. I forgot about it. Oh, okay. I did watch that after. I switched over. So two. I said one. I judged two. But anyways, that's the last SmackDown. And I messaged Ken and was like, you could ask him during yeah. it. I was like. Wow, why is it that everybody's telling me how good this is? And on the night that I watch this, the drizzling shits. So I was like, I ain't watching that again. Facts. And Rampage. I watched it until I figured out, oh, they're just giving us fucking dark light. And I fucking didn't watch it. Two episodes. That's Mm. all it took. Meh. Now, I do watch Dynamite. Yep. And I used to watch NXT until about a month and a half ago. That's when they completely ruined it. Yeah. 
So now I don't watch NXT. But you know what? I'm not online bitching about them. And on here, I'll give my opinion and I'll give you take. The only reason I'm setting this all up is because you know what I do watch? I do watch Dynamite and I do enjoy the in-ring. I do have some problems with AEW and how they book things. But whatever. I can get past that for the in-ring stuff. And I just hope that they get better over time. Mm-hmm. So that's why my criticism comes in. But I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. I watch NJPW Strong here in the States. I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling as far as NJPWWorld.com. I love Game Changer Wrestling. That's why I'm going. That's why I go to events. That's why I have every GCW pay-per-view on my fight account for the last two years, including ones that I was in attendance of. Mm-hmm. I like other independent wrestling. That's why I have IWTV, so I can watch H2O and Beyond Wrestling and AIW. I check out new feds that friends of ours that drop into the chat or just uh, talk to us online and you know, describe to us, mm-hmm. as long as I can get my hands on them and watch them. I'd like to check out AAW, which is on Fight TV now. PPW, I'm, I'm overdue to go to Hazleton to see a live event again, but they're now on uh, Fight TV, so I can watch them there as well if I would like. You know, I, I love West Coast Pro. I found them through IWTV. Great promotion. So I'm, I have all this wrestling that I love around me, and that's what you see me tweeting. When you see me tweeting, it's about Game Changer Wrestling. It's mm-hmm. about AIW. It's about AAW. It's about fucking AEW when I'm watching. It's about West Coast Pro Wrestling. You'll see that this weekend. That's what I'm doing. And I'm not saying you always have to be positive. I'm not saying that it's always got to be rose-colored glasses in the sun. There is bad segments on those shows. There always is a bad. There's nothing there's no such thing as perfection. And some of them have even had some bad shows. Mm-hmm. And I don't crucify him for that. But there's a difference between saying, oh, this is my opinion, and this was the drizzling shits, and this is whatever for about one thing. And there's another thing of literally complaining about everything and then making shit up because that's what the journalists do journalists quotation marks do you know you heard that one that riddle was supposed to win the royal rumble Mm -hmm. are you fucking joking me i'll tell you what changed i think the only thing that changed is that roman reigns was supposed to win the royal rumble but because he got covid they had to change day one so brock lesnar won the wwe title to do like a shocking change which i don't agree with so then they could get the dream match between him and lashley so they could do that and have him win the rumble That's the only thing that changed because we know that they were going Brock versus Roman as soon as they realized they weren't going to get the rock. And that was in the summer because the rock ain't coming off of movies. (laughs) And why should he making over $50 million a a, a flick? Yep. Motherfucker made $200 million last year. Are you kidding me? Come on. Come on, man. And he's going to come to WrestleMania and risk that because he hasn't. If you don't know. Every movie has insurance on the performers. Mm. No insurance company insures wrestlers. So no insurance company for a movie production is going to insure The Rock to wrestle. That is why he is unable to do things on events. That's why John Cena is unable to do things on events. Unless they weren't doing a movie. Now, here's the problem. If you get hurt in the wrestling ring while you're not doing a movie, you don't have that insurance, which means you lose money. Mm -hmm. So the likelihood that The Rock will ever wrestle another match. Wrestle, not show up. Because he can show up and say hi. Yeah. He can give a rock bottom. You might be able to squeeze that by. I mean, we saw their workaround with the Wyatt family a few years back. Mm-hmm. He can do something like that, possibly. But he's never gonna, he's not going to wrestle unless he decides, okay, I want to have a final match with Roman, and I'm just going to take off six months from movies. Yeah. But right now, why would he do that when he's, he's the biggest star on he's the, the biggest star on the planet? Okay, so... Once they knew that, we all knew that's why Brock Lesnar came back. 
Isn't it weird that Brock Lesnar signed a contract and came back to World Wrestling Entertainment right around the time that they realized The Rock wasn't coming to Mania? Hmm, Ken M. Hmm. What does that mean? Why would WWE pay the amount of money to the Beast? They want stars. They want a big match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Come on, guys. Same reason they brought Ronda Rousey back. That's like saying somebody else was slated to win that women's rumble. As soon as they knew that Ronda was coming back, because you know she was preparing for that shit for months. Mm-hmm. As soon as they knew and they had the deal was in place, they knew who was winning that rumble, guys. Yeah. It's not fly by your pants enterprises. It wasn't like, okay, well, you're going to have Riddle win. Because <laughs> Riddle versus Lashley will be a real barn burner. Yeah. That'll put asses in seats uh, over 100,000, by the way, because they're at Texas Stadium. Actually, over 200,000 because it's two days. Yeah. At full capacity. Come on, guys. Come on. Think about what you read before you think about what you say and defend your shit before you read it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Because then it leads to toxic, stupid fucking arguments on the internet that, that I don't care about. Just like the ratings thing. And we're not going to dive into that again. Go back in history. You can read all about it. Sure. But worried about what the rating is between Wednesday and Monday doesn't say anything. Go head-to-head if you really want to see a real rating. And on top of that, it really doesn't mean anything until, but except they're the bottom line of the wrestling company. Also, shit take of the week. By the way, I got, I got something for shit takes of the week. Here we go. Shit take of the week. Garbage day. Huh? No. Garbage day. <laughs> it's garbage day. So speaking of garbage, is reading shit like, oh, uh, why is it that the defense that WWE doesn't suck is that they made money? Well, here's the thing. If you're talking about an entertainment standpoint, I would say I agree with you. WWE does suck. But in a matrix of a business, business and money matters, which means more people are watching, hence why more money is coming in. And because we know, because and because we know WWE's finances because they are a publicly traded company, and we know that they have cleared a billion dollars in profits this year, mm. record for the company, by the way. And we know by the account six months ago, by the way, and I don't think it's changed, of Tony Khan, which he gave it up for whatever reason, that AEW was nine figures in the hole. Right. And since then, they've made more money moves. And allegedly, this video game is the reason why, which nobody spends nine figures on a video game, just throwing it out there, because you're never going to make it back. The only way you'll make that back is if you're making Call of Duty or Madden. Mm-hmm. And trust me, wrestling games are a niche market, so they're never going to make that back. But now that's on proverbial ice because the engine that Kenny Omega wants isn't available. Mm -hmm. Well, go to something else. They should have sold the rights just like WWE sold the rights to 2K because then they can just get paid. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. No, the nine figures, probably now 10 figures, a.k.a. a billion or more, and the hole they are is because of all the business moves they've made. And Tony Khan is not exactly a businessman. Mm-hmm. Passes the only person more in the red than AEW is Floyd Mayweather in Vegas during the Super Bowl. What? I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord. But at least Tony, you know, the difference is that Floyd Mayweather carries white claws on him. Or no, Floyd Mayweather carries $2 million in cash on him. And Tony Connolly carries a thing of white claws on him. Yeah. I mean, got to give some class to Floyd. Maybe also some cocaina for um, Mr. Khan. I don't know. I'm just saying. Allegedly. But anyways. So when you see this toxic shit, it really, really drives me nuts. But nothing, nothing boils my ass. And that's where I'm going to get your opinion on. Than the shit that we're dealing with lately. By the way, if you're not, if you're following along at home right now, there's a good portion of the internet wrestling community 
who's got free Ali up. If you're not familiar, Mustafa Ali asked for his release. WWE did not grant it, which is their prerogative because he's an under contract worker. Instead of just saying, okay, well, then I guess I'll just perform my contract out. He's belly aching like they're going to release him, which we all know that they won't mm. because you know who else belly ached? Neville. You know who they never released? Neville. Neville. And there's others. Here's the thing. There's a right and a wrong way to do business. And although I, I agree that he should be able to go do what he wants, the contract he signed says elsewise. Yeah. So unfortunately, you have to own up to it. It's fucking legal. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. It doesn't sound nice. And I'm not defending World Wrestling Entertainment because I don't care about them. They're a business. But the fact of the matter is everybody's bellyaching about that and how he deserves this and that. Uh, what's the other thing they're bellyaching for WWE lately? Um, oh, Big E not winning the Rumble. Mm. Uh, what? Uh, that's a travesty. Travesty, I was told. Uh, what else? There was a, there was another news thing. Oh, Jeff Hardy. The whole okay. Jeff Hardy business. You know, All of this has been on the internet wrestling community. Now, I'm not saying all of the people who are doing what I'm about to say are in that camp, but some are. Meanwhile... Big Swole made a statement about all elite wrestling and how they do not push people of color, specifically black wrestlers, specifically wrestlers who are of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. And since that day has gotten nothing but vitriol online from wrestling fans of all elite wrestling. And that was big quotations. Yeah. Including recently the, up to this week, where people started attacking her and Cedric Alexander's child. Disgusting. Oh, it gets worse. I shared something with you, and I'm not going to yeah, fucking read yeah, it. Yeah, no. Some fan thought it was all right to imply that she go back to Africa. Had all elite in the name. Yeah. Had he was an AEW fan's description. By the way, the AEW fans are trying to separate themselves from him, even though his story, his story says a lot. To the point that the baddest in the world... Our good friend Shane Taylor, mm -hmm. big ups to him, by the way. Let him know that, uh, A, that is not okay, and B, he will put fucking hands on him. Yes. Maybe they're classy, but he ain't. This is fucking disgusting, people. Disgusting. And it needs to stop. And I understand a lot of people who listen to this program aren't this way and i'm not saying that because i'd like to think that our listeners are but we've been rallying on this shit for so long i'm sure that anybody who was in that camp is left yeah yeah but if you are in that camp just know that shit is not tolerated and it is not to be tolerated be a fucking fan being a fan means you love something being a fan means you support something being a fan doesn't mean that you think that what's your what the the three letters you're, you're not a, you know listen this is wrestling you should never be a fan of three letters. You can be a fan of what they do. You can be a fan of what they provide you. But you should never put them in front of the wrestlers that you should be fans of. Mm. I.e., I love GCW. But what that means is I really enjoy watching Effie. I really enjoy watching AJ Gray, Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver, uh, Christian Blake, Alex Zane, Atticus Coger. I enjoy the wrestlers. If those wrestlers, if, if the entirety of the GCW locker room left mm. and they were replaced by people who weren't doing the job, I wouldn't watch GCW anymore. My loyalty to the three letters isn't more than to the product. 
That doesn't mean if they have bad matches from time to time or bad ma- events from time to time. That doesn't matter. I don't care about that shit. Mm. At the end of the day, it's consistency and quality over quantity. I'm a wrestling fan at this point in juncture in my life. I don't longer work in the business. I understand why business works. But since I'm a fan, I want things to be in a fanhood. And if I'm not a fan of it, I don't go out and bash it. I just stop watching and move on to something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Or walk away from wrestling, which I've done a couple times in my life, where nothing was there enjoyable to me. And then finally something sparked it in me again, and I came back. It was about to be one of those times, folks. <laughs> and then GCW came around. So that, that should tell you why we're heavy on GCW. And then Impact started firing on all cylinders. And then, you know, the indies started making the rise, baby. Yeah. And independent wrestling in New Japan is what keeps me in the game. But once again, my loyalties, although I love GCW and I have GCW shirts, I also have CZW shirts. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing a Cage of Death shirt right now. But I don't watch CZW anymore. I haven't watched CZW in years because about, what was it, four years ago? They started to get real shitty right around the birth of Game Changer Wrestling. Yeah. So once they started getting bad, I said, you know, I'm just going to watch a different company. And that's when I started watching more AIW. And that's the beginnings of GCW. And I wasn't all on board in the beginnings of GCW. I grew and my passion grew for it over time. Mm -hmm. Just saying. But the fact that there's fans, and this is where I was going to say, there is a certain number of wrestling fans who are loyal and devoted to world wrestling entertainment. WWE and all the wrestling AEW and they're devoted to those letters and I don't think they even like what goes on in those companies because we never hear them tweet about what's going on in those companies we hear them defending whatever that company's doing Mm -hmm. we hear them defending the wrestlers for that company but man as soon as you no longer belong to those letters ooh we're gunning for you ooh we're gunning for you oh don't you say anything bad we're gunning for you hmm you don't believe me? Big Swell's timeline. You don't believe me? Leo Rush's timeline. Mm. Fuck, I'll give you a better one. If you want to know that WWE fans are the same way, Jeff Hardy's timeline. Yeah. Ali's timeline. Yeah, there's a lot of free Ali, but there's a lot of fuck you. Now, mind you, I just said a minute ago, and I just not fuck him. I understand he's pissed off. But once again, you signed a contract. It's legalese, man. So you can either sit at home and get paid his, 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 his no, downside guarantee or he could show up to work. Either way, he's got to ride that contract out or they have to release him. But either way, you can't just keep going on and bitching about it because it does all that does is drive away people who possibly want to hire you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just an opinion. It's actually just how things work. But I'm not on there going, hey, you're a scumbag. Because he's not. He believes in what he's doing. I just think there's a better way. But that's fine. I'm not making his decisions. But it's not a fan's job. To go on there and be like, hey, fuck you, you're a real piece of shit. Thankfully, I haven't seen any of uh, threats at his family, and I, that should never happen. Unfortunately, I have seen it on the small side. Why? Because she spoke her opinion? Even if you don't agree, even if you think that she's not a good wrestler and that's why she wasn't re-signed or whatever, that doesn't give you the right to attack somebody for what their truth is. That doesn't give you the right to attack someone's family specifically. I saw a couple other people out there say what you want about me, but leave my fucking family out of it. Listen, man, if you're, if you're crazy and you want to talk shit, hit up Lindsey Dorado on fucking Twitter. Yo. He call, he'll roll up on your ass. Ask fucking, uh, what's her name's dad there? 
the little kid there from NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when yeah. He, was, he rolled up on him on an MMA thing. I didn't want no beef. He bought him a ticket, a parking pass, the whole nine. He said, come on, I'm going to be competing in this M- this uh, gee fucking uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament. Meet me here, motherfucker. You got shit to say? You want to talk shit? You want that smoke? Guess who didn't show up? Real life, if there was more consequences, people wouldn't do this shit. But this is fucking sad that I even have to take time out of my show to do this as an editorial. Come on, man. And I know these people aren't here, but if we don't do our part and say it, who's going to do it? Who? Sure hell's not going to be Dave Meltzer, because he likes it when people are all, because then they click on his dumbass articles. Ain't going to be Sean Ross Sapp, same reason. Ain't going to be Ryan Satin, same reason. That's right. All of those guys are working for that same team, and that's the team of money in their pocket. I'm not. I'm a guy who worked in the wrestling business, so I can explain the business side to wrestling fans, but I'm also a wrestling fan who's going to explain wrestling fandom and try to hold that. And my only interest here is the man, just stop. If you are one of those people or you think about being one of those people, stop it. Delete these people. If they are on your fucking feed, unfollow them. Ban them. Fucking whatever. Let's end this. It's horrible. And if you don't think there's real life consequences, there's a couple dead people that would disagree with you. And yeah, it's that serious. And the last time we had to have this conversation on this show was after a young Japanese girl did kill herself. Mm-hmm. It's not right, people. It's not. And like I said, I know most of you listening aren't, but maybe you know somebody who is. Play this for them. And they can hate me because I don't give a shit. <laughs> they shouldn't be listening to, to us anyway, and we wouldn't even listen to them if they're doing this Listen, kind of if somebody, shit. I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up. If any toxic person ever approached me on Twitter, I'd get the same thing. My, my physical address is Dragon Master Games. I'll be here at this time. Come show up. It has nothing to do. Some people, like, oh, you're trying to be a tough guy? Nope. But if you want to say something to me in a disrespectful manner, you'd say it to my fucking face. Because here's the thing. There's a consequence in life. And if you say it to my face, then I have, I have the ability to punch you in your mouth. I don't talk shit behind a keyboard. I really don't. That's why you never see me jumping in on this stuff. There's things that make me so fucking mad that I want to jump in, but then I realize they're just idiots. Man, so I saw that stuff, man. It made me sick to see somebody attacking a young child mm-hmm. over the fact that you're mad that their mother called out a company for what on the surface looks to be pretty fucking evident. Oh, t- tell me I'm wrong. Prove it. Prove it. I'll tell you what, all Elite Wrestling. Sign Keith Lee and make him fucking AEW champion. That's what WWE want to do. That's what you guys think he's worth. That's what the fans want, right? I hear fans saying that. Do it. And then let him hold that belt for a good long time. Let him beat CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, baby. Let him run through the fucking card. And I'm not saying that doesn't prove that you're not racist, but it's a good start. And don't let this fucking, oh, well, uh, brown people run this company. Tony Khan's response was disgusting. But you notice how Tony Khan's not firing at people going after children. He loves it. He's a fucking scumbag. I wish Tony Khan would roll up on me. <laughs> It'd be a fucking fun day, little rich boy. Be a fun day. I'm, I, I'm just sick and tired of this shit. So if we see it, trust me, I will write fucking complaints in the whole fucking nine. 
I'm not one for doxing, but if people want to dox people, <laughs> be my fucking guest. Listen, man, it's it's getting tired. It's getting old. You got anything to add to anything to that? No, there's just no place for what is going on with that kind of toxicity bullshit. And seriously, if you're if you are taking part in that, go fuck yourself. Don't do not even be coming around here. We have no time and place for that. And for going after family members because you disagreed with their opinion about your beloved company, really? You're not that tough guy or tough girl behind the keyboard because you would never see that to their face. I guarantee you. So why you're trying to get, be a Twitter toughie, I don't understand because it's not getting you likes. You're looking like a complete fucking jackass doing it. And if you're backing somebody that's doing that, go fuck yourself too. I'm agreeing. So this is going to be the last time I do this editorial ever again. I promise mm-hmm. that much because I'm done with this shit. I just want to let everybody know thin in the herd. And from now on, we'll remember episode 114 main event segment of 607 TWS. If anybody ever needs a fucking check is where to go. And if you really want to find out, like I said, you know, 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York. Let me know. Let me know when you want to come through. It's not a joke, folks. I will have a I will have a peaceful conversation with you or I will have whatever conversation you want. I'm sorry. It's not about being tough, it's not about being fucking badass, not enough. I'm just tired of seeing this shit and when you're fucking involving little children, yeah. What kind of piece of shit are you? Come on, for real. And that's not everybody. Once again, I hope that those people aren't listening to this show because I thought we did a good enough job of making sure they knew that this wasn't the spot for them. Mhm. But I just want to make sure and reiterate after seeing all of this, that's why we took our time out here for this, Yeah, that they are not here. And once again, if you feel this is an attack on you, say what you want and go the fuck away. Facts. Because I don't even give a fuck. You can, you can talk shit on the internet, at 3 Fenders Pod, at ODP, uh, OD Parlay Hour, you know, uh, on Twitter. Go ahead. Talk shit. We don't care. Thanks for the interaction. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Appreciate <laughs> that the only, thing, yeah. the only thing I'm going to, re- I'm not even going to respond to anything back. I'm just going to revert to the fact that I gave you an address. Unless you hit me with a time. Hit me with a fucking time, baby. We can have a talk. Mm-hmm. Man to man, face to face. It's just disgusting. So please, please call people out on their shit. And I'm not talking about getting in arguments with them because it's not worth it. Just fucking, if you see it, block them. Yeah. Fucking report them. I, I hope that the guy fucking that we talked about earlier was reported. I'm pretty sure he was reported by oh, multiple people. I'm pretty people sure, yeah. Because there needs to be consequences for saying really horrible racist inflammatory things or just fucking threatening children or making fucking dumb comments and i don't want to hear this when you get caught with your pants down going oh it was just a joke ain't no fucking joke listen man there's plenty of people out there who ain't gonna take that shit as a joke once again what's her uh what the fuck is her name anyways i even forgot the fucking eh, kid uh the bailey fan oh is he yes that was whose dad it was that was the whole thing with Lindsay Dorada. Mm. He thought he was real comfortable talking shit about Lindsay losing his job. So Lindsay was like, roll up, motherfucker. I'm in your town. I'll be at this tournament. Yep. Got you a parking pass. I got you a fucking ticket. Come on. Come say it to my face. Guess who didn't show up? And then guess who left the internet? Yeah. Because he found out, oh shit, my tough guy act doesn't work. Because this motherfucker might show up at uh, Full Sail or now at the Performance Center and just fucking wave to me to be, be my face in. He was serious enough that he bought me a ticket and a parking pass. 
Trust me, there's a lot of dudes out there in indie wrestling. <laughs> Roll up. AJ, AJ Gray said something to a fan uh, a week or so ago. Yeah. Motherfucker said something, and AJ Gray is like, first things first, I ain't the fucking one. This ain't some fucking television program. I will whoop your ass. Go ahead. Get real comfortable. Find out what happens. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've seen plenty of wrestlers lay out plenty of people. Yeah. You're lucky that some people take the high road. Mm-hmm. Trust me, a lot won't. But please don't be that person. And in the nutshell of things, I'm fucking. That's what's been bothering me. That's why I'm gonna say it. And I'm I'm gonna be honest. We're not gonna have this conversation again because I don't want to address these people. If I see it again, I'm just gonna be like 114 main event segment. Offers always on the table. By the way, <laughs> if you don't believe me, believe it. Offer is always on the table. Facts. That'll be that. I'm not gonna get in an argument with somebody on the internet. I will have a conversation with anybody, but I'm not gonna argue with somebody on the internet. Mm-hmm. Come say it to me. Let's go. Goes especially for fuckface. Yeah, if I ever see him, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have a nice conversation with him too. Anyways. <laughs> and I know he listens from time to time and I know he knows exactly who he is. Mm. Trust me, man. One day, one day we're gonna have that conversation. And you're not gonna like it. Cause I'm just gonna say a lot of things that uh, somebody needs to tell you, you fucking moron. Anyways, <laughs> with that being said, I'm making my bases. I'm rounding them out, god damn it. I'm on fire, Ken. I know, I'm letting you go, man. Yeah, I got to stop cuz before pretty soon I don't know. I don't know if I can play this on the uh the wrestling show uh because this is my angry song from uh, cuz I don't know, hopefully no flag is not that long. But this is my uh angry song for uh, three fat nerds as we all know. I destroy everything. Uh, I was going to say, that sounds very, very familiar. Yes, very familiar. As a matter of fact, uh, Eddie Kingston used to use that music (laughs) at one point. Anyways, hate breed. Gotta love it. All right. With that being said, though, let's round out. Let's go home. Uh, Just stop the nonsense. Let's call people out. It's the same thing we had with the message about live events. Let's call Let's get these motherfuckers out. Yeah. Because I, I, I just there's no place for anybody to be disrespectful for, to people, especially because of their sexual orientation, their gender, their race, the anything else. Mm. No reason. These are athletes and performers. If you don't like them for whatever reason, then don't watch them. And if it bothers you so much that somebody's different than you, then just stay fucking home. Yeah. Quite frankly. And that goes for the internet. That goes for in person. The nice part about it, at least being in person is we know who to punch. Mm. So... I mean, it's it is what it is, but it's a lot of it on the internet, man. Stop! It's just bullshit. Be better. Yeah, rise above. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena had something you right. Damn it, the Cena. Jesus. Rise above. Listen to John Cena, baby. Listen to CM Punk. Yes. I'm honestly be honest with you. Listen to CM Punk. CM Punk said it best, man. Fucking like what you watch. If you don't watch it, walk away. He did, and he was happy for it. Mm. I have not watched WWE Raw or SmackDown or NXT in a while. Guess what? I'm happier for it because that gives me more time to watch shit that I want to watch and play Madden. Yes. Which is important here. (laughs) So there you go. Let's be happy, people. Don't worry. Be happy. So next week we got we'll have another big show for you guys. We got a lot of uh, recaps. We got some previews going on next week. We're getting into the the area 
of the next AEW pay-per-view. So, I mean, that's not going to be recapped for another couple weeks, but we're getting in the air, so I'm sure there's going to be another news there. Of course, uh, GCW will be back in action next week, so we'll be talking about that in a preview. I know Impact's coming up with a pay-per-view as well, mm-hmm. uh, and so much more. So the month of February is going to be a big month for wrestling, so stay tuned because we're going back to happy-go-lucky talking about stuff. Just know we're tired of the shit, and that's all we got to say about that. And if you are amongst those numbers, just leave. Yeah. Trust me, it's uh, the numbers look real good. So I don't, I don't care if we lose a bunch. We of ain't gonna miss it. <laughs> <laughs> because guess what? At the end of the day, we're trying to build a nice, positive community here, and I know there's a lot of people behind that because I get reached out all the time about how nice it is that we actually talk about wrestling and wrestling fandom and not just some bullshit on the internet. Mm. So there it is. Editorial's over. Rich is gonna go back to being happy, go home, and get everything in order. With that being said, Ken M, tell the folks how to find the ODPH. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join the conversation on our social media accounts. Check out Parlay Points, New Blocks Count Anywhere. Edition is up right now. So if you want to talk some wrestling, I got a little uh, stuff that we don't get to on the show that much. Uh, T Public Store, you name it, is ODPH. It is there. So definitely swing on over and say hi. 8122productions.com for all things Street Fan Nerds. You can find all the information there. T Public, uh, all these social media accounts. It's important if you ever want to let me know about that meeting. Uh, <laughs> at 3 at at gmail.com. Uh, 3 Pod. sorry, 3 Pod at gmail.com is also a great way to get a hold of me if you really want to. Uh, so uh, just throwing that out there. Also, patreon.com slash 8122productions if you'd like to uh, you know hit us with some uh, $1 a month. Get a bunch of bonus contests to help us do all the stuff here, including streaming and, and podcasting, all that happy jazz. Uh, T Public Store, I already said. Twitch uh, link and everything else is up there. Pretty much the one-stop shop is 8122productions.com. If you're listening in podcast form, all the hyperlinks are in the description. Unfortunately, if you're watching the replay on Twitch, they don't let me put hyperlinks up on Twitch. But if you go to the description of the show... All of our links are there as well. Okay. Both of the websites are listed. So it's weird. You can't put hyperlinks in it, though. I tried. So I just put the description. Up. So after I put the show up, I actually copy and paste the description and put it on the, the replay. Mm. It seems to be getting more people to watch the replay. So, you know, I do some things. I also was going to do more graphics this week because I was going to go back to doing that. And I had them all. But then uh, Three Fat Nerds ran over. <laughs> ah, I got you. Over. I usually have like about 45 minutes in between shows. Today I had 20. <laughs> Ooh. And that was with also I had to put up the Patreon version of the Three Fat Nerds podcast, which is uncut and unrated. And it was like two hours long. It's good stuff. Uh, can't wait for you to hear it. There's some fun stuff in there. Also, on top of fun stuff in there, there's uh, the first announcement for what we're going to do for the uh the anniversary party. Okay. I don't have the exact date. I'm 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 leaning towards the second weekend of April because WrestleMania is the first weekend, I do believe. Okay. So I'm leaning towards that because I just but I have to check if there's any pre releases or anything. So there you go. Because it'll be right here at DMG. Oh, cool. With that being said, we'll have all that information eventually, and we're gonna be streaming something on Twitch that night as well. I just gonna it out there. It's gonna be fun. Uh, with that being said, though, we are about to finish up as we do. And, of course, as we always do, we're going to be finishing up with our good friend's second suitor. This song is called One Winged Angel. It's the ode to New Japan Pro Wrestling and the cleaner Kenny Omega. It's the best way to end a show ever. Ladies and gentlemen, all I ask is that we bring a more positive light to wrestling. Let's be wrestling fans and focus on what we love about wrestling. That doesn't mean you have to think everything's great. It just means watch what is mostly great to you. Enjoy it. Let's not attack people for what they like. Let's not attack people for anything. Yeah. Let's just spread that. And it's important. We're coming up on Valentine's Day. Let's just spread some fucking love. Because the wrestling community could really use it. By the way, if you tune in next week, it will be Valentine's Day on the show. And uh, I have some stuff I'll be wearing. Oh, jeez. Ken kind of found out a little bit. But uh, if you want to see how far I actually will go, 
to be the lovey person? You're going to find out next week on this stream. I'm just going to throw that out there. A little teaser. A little teaser. I might even put together more to wear for that day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, until next week on Valentine's Day. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we only have one left thing left to say, and that is later wrestling, wrestling fans. fans. Top ropes, one, two.